Delve into the dark realms of true crime and cult history with Cult Collectibles. As one of the largest true crime history sites, we have an unmatched selection of authentic artifacts from the infamous cases of Dahmer, Ramirez, Bundy, and more. Discover a trove of rare documents, artwork, and artifacts from notorious cults like the People's Temple, the Branch Davidians, Heaven's Gate, and Om Shinrikyo. Our work extends further than just the shop, though. On top of new weekly inventory, Cult Collectibles collaborates with museums, documentarians, and publishers to bring never-before-seen elements of some of the world's most notorious crimes to the public for the first time. Are you prepared to own a piece of the past? Cult Collectibles, where true crime meets tangible history. Uncover the stories, possess the artifacts, and become a collector of the extraordinary. Visit cultcollectibles.org and follow at truecultcollectibles on Instagram for exclusive updates and glimpses into the eerie artifacts that await. This is Bruce Longo, director of A Corpse for Christmas and Blood Sick Psychosis, and you're listening to Sick on Cinema Podcast. everybody and welcome to sick on cinema i'm one half of your ah shit i touched the vulture rock john <laughs> i'll be other half matt and we are joined by an extra special guest he's a member of the qvc podcast he's the director of bloodlust xxx which you can buy on the flesh and blood collection this is none other than watch out for your nuts goblin o'reilly well i can't beat that coming in <laughs> <laughs> You're just already warning people the best part about me. How I gobble them not. <laughs> uh, what's up, boys? I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. We're glad to have you, I'm sir. I'm not a professional. I'm not a professional. So if this goes terribly wrong and everyone comes to your house and burns it down and stakes you in the streets, sorry. This, <laughs> this show is not known for its professionalism. <laughs> no, God, no. <laughs> We record a podcast while I got COVID. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know. (laughs) John actively was coming down with COVID on air. Yeah. I was like, hurry, get the review done. I'm dying. (laughs) Right. Hey, you still got it out, though. We did. It's a rarity with us getting something out. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I almost fucked up tonight because I was hungry. Hey. (laughs) I was like, I got to get these nuggies. You can't deny a man nuggies. You can't. True. I I'd been waiting so long. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were like messaging all day. (laughs) You were like, yeah, I'd wait on these fucking nuggies. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just had to eat all day, so I was like super hungry and I was like, I really don't want to keep putting this off, but fuck, I need some food. So but I (laughs) I ate, I got here, I showed up. So, you know, thanks for having me. Hell yeah. We're we're glad you're on the show, brother. So me too. 
it's time to get to listener questions because we have quite a few of them. The quality of some of them questionable, but <laughs> we always now, appreciate everybody asking. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate y'all asking, but we're, we're not mad. We're just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even surprised. <laughs> I mean, I so, saw a couple of them, and I'm like, yep, yeah, nope, th- I should have expected this. <laughs> Dude, it's only whenever we have guests, I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, let's be normal with the actual host. Fuck the other people. <laughs> let's talk about dicks. <laughs> yeah. the, so, the last episode, I swear to God, it felt like I was in an episode of fucking, not episode, but in uh, Groundhog Day. It was like, now that the French Canadian's gone, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, I'm ready for this. So, so all right. Questions, comments, and concerns can be sent to sickoncinema at gmail.com, or you can wait to the week of the episode. We are mostly a bi-weekly podcast, and we'll post a lovely little image on our Instagram page that says we are taking questions, and you can ask in the comment section below. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I got that right. I'm always stoked when I get that right. <laughs> that would try. take me like six takes on QVC, and then eventually I'd just be like, you say it. I hate editing so much that I'm just like I have to get it right so fuck it like one take one dude that's like when I record fucking videos for the channel it's like I've got to get this right first try so I don't have to fucking cut my voice up to pieces but it right. still manages to happen there's reason why John's the host <laughs> so first up is Chris Severed from Severed Cinema which you know y'all should know what Severed Cinema is Go oh, read yeah. Sever Cinema. It's the shit. Hell yeah, it is. Howdy, folks. Is there one piece of underground cinema slash independent cinema that got you into this style of horror? For me, it was Scrapbook, Ice from the Sun, and Andy Cobb's Mutilation Man 100%. They all changed my life forever. So, furthermore, what films changed your life forever that you watched early on? Cheers, Chris Severed. That's, that's a hard question. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah. Oh fuck. Um, honestly, like for me, like some of Dustin Mills's stuff, some of the first stuff I watched, like when it comes to, like independent cinema. So like stuff like Apple Cart. Uh, her name was Torment. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, it's a great like, one. And movie. two are really good. Mm. Yeah. I don't have I, have I seen two. I'm not sure if I have. But I, in, I like uh, it more than one to some extent, but oh shit, okay, yeah, I'll, I need to watch that one. Um, and the whole uh, the hornet sting and the hell it's caused, but probably the one that like solidified it, of course, is the go to. I feel like it's August Underground, that's it's... kind of the one that gets everybody into extreme shit. <laughs> yeah, mine is also August Underground, but it's August Underground Penance. Mm. because I was at a convention and uh, the guy who runs Cinema Wasteland had a table there and I was looking through it and I found August Underground Pendants and I was like, holy shit, that's fucking sick. I've never <laughs> seen any of these anywhere. I've never seen any of them. And I bought it and I watched it and I was like, yeah, this this is my thing. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> From then on out, I was kind of hooked. <laughs> Gave me that warm feeling when I saw the dead fetus. <laughs> <laughs> when the Christmas warm scene happened, pleasant. I was like, mm. <laughs> ah, childhood. Childhood. <laughs> Nostalgia. <laughs> oh wait, you guys were normal. All right. Well, you know, <laughs> no, we weren't. I'm, what you know? Relatively a weird one here. No. <laughs> I would. I mean, I would say mine would 
getting into filmmaking would definitely be August Underground, but getting into independent horror probably started originally with Poultrygeist in middle school. But the big one that took me was uh, and when I was in ninth grade, I was in a band with like, you know, older kids who were like into, you know, Live Leak and Gorgorish and, you know, Rotten and all that stuff. But it was in the Wild West days of uh, Netflix and when Unearthed had the uh, the contract with them and they just randomly threw on slaughtered vomit dolls. And like it was a completely new experience for me on like what movies could be and what underground horror and cinema and just extremities that these movies can go to. And I'm like, all right, let's see what else this is about. Yeah, it is That's so crazy because like I was going to bring this up when we get to the review, but like. I think I've said this a few times on the show. Like the first time I ever saw Scrapbook was on Netflix. Yeah. Like yeah. I watched it, Redneck Zombies, and Slaughter Vomit Doll in one day. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Triple feature from hell right there. And it's like that the the early days of streaming Netflix was pretty goaded. Like it was yeah. insane. <laughs> oh, I used to watch a hundred times to- or a hundred tears like all the time back in the day, just because it was on there and like Gertie was so fucking cool. But it was back when like when I would smoke weed and I would like kind of hallucinate and like get really fucking high. And I would just like seep into the couch and just watch this clown brutalize people and I would watch it maybe six times in one week and not remember a fucking thing. <laughs> God, Netflix used to be cool. What happened? It really did. Like, it, yeah. People will never understand how cool the early days of Netflix oh was. Oh, my God. Yeah. You just come across <laughs> the most random shit. And now it's just all Bollywood. Bollywood. Which, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm like, can I not have a musical number every five minutes and something? Dude, I'm so glad someone's brought this up because <laughs> there's so many Bollywood movies on fucking India now. Uh, not India. <laughs> well, there's a lot of Bollywood like, movies out of it. So many, man. I think it's pretty much like the number one import or export of theirs. <laughs> that life of pie. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember watching like shit like Shin Chan and shit like that on Netflix too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Which, no, you, if you scroll in horror, you'll get like maybe like three rows down, and then it's just all Bollywood horror movies. Yeah. I could get into Bollywood if it wasn't so damn long. <laughs> That's well, true. The short run video stuff's like 90 minutes. <laughs> well, hell, you know. Like, I actually, I'm a big fan of community, so I found this movie that had Abed in it. It's called uh, The Tiger Hunter or something like that. And I was like, oh, cool, Abed. And I started watching it. And, like, in the first three minutes, they started singing. I was like, oh, no. And just shut it up. <laughs> kind of went about my day. <laughs> like, I know where this is going. I... <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I see what you're doing here. <laughs> What's like in October? I watched fucking Mahawkle, which is, um, their fucking it is is a Bollywood ripoff of Nightmare on Elm Street, and it is a fucking movie. I'll say that (laughs) Johnny Depp just tap dancing on the ceiling, covered in blood. Dude, there is a fucking Michael Jackson impersonator that does a fucking musical number. Fuck it, yeah, reason. no, I've read about that. Yeah, because <laughs> just randomly in it. I was fucking shook. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> the last thing you expect to see. Yeah, I was like, I was like, there's a Michael Jackson impersonator? That's already weird. Uh, right. Oh, we're just going to do Thriller. Okay, that's fucking insane. Yeah, the whole ass music, <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. Freddy Krueger and Michael Jackson should just get along. Oh, they're God. very they have a lot in common you know what i'm saying like <laughs> fucking yikes all right 
<laughs> the slaughtered vomit dolls. All right. <laughs> Let's get back to the you know normal stuff. The weird shit. <laughs> So uh, yeah, oh, thank you, Chris, for the question. As always, greatly appreciate it. Go check out Severed Cinema. Hundred yes. percent. They just released a really good interview with Madman Pondo. So the Deathmatch mm-hmm. World and Severed Cinema are crossing paths, and I love it. So check them out. <laughs> yeah, I just saw that got posted today, and I was pretty psyched about it. Oh, he'd been telling about it, telling me about it for like a week now, because he's, oh, dude, just so you know, I'm about to drop it. It's gonna be so good. Oh, it's gonna be awesome. And finally, he dropped it. He said, he's like, dude, check it out. <laughs> we uh, we so hype on it. We randomly ran into Madman Pondo at a horror hound. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was just nice. there. <laughs> dude, he's such the coolest dude. I met him when I went to uh, Deathmatch Circus Two, I think it was in Michigan, and he was just there. Like, I think he wrestled one match that weekend, but he was just chilling and like cool as fuck. He signed my buddy. My buddy had his uh book that he had. He signed it chilled with everyone like just nice dude yeah like well like i wish i was able to post the picture but the picture i took with him was so fucking bad that i was just like oh fuck that looks terrible i can't post that <laughs> but yeah i like i just ran to, i was like hey can i get a photo with you and he was like yeah that's fine yeah was he just there checking it out as well yeah yeah he was just you know buying shit <laughs> we were just standing in line getting ready to get into the show and matt's like Look up there. And I was like, what? He's like, it's fucking Madman Pondo. <laughs> I was like, what I the was, hell? I was Please so sign my stoked. number two pencil. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be like, whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> Just bring up like a mini version. Can you sign the bag? Sign <laughs> <laughs> the bag. Oh, oh, God. But uh, next up, we have Mr. Cole. Mr. Cole. Bros. I've recently been using the letterbox, and I really like that you can see what your friends are watching. I watched Shokin's Joy of Torture because I saw that Goblin gave it a four. I think it's a four. My eyes are working really good. And I agree. What's your favorite movie that you discovered from your friend's letterbox? Thank you, Mr. Cole. Dude. Oh, my God. I use letterbox so much just to find shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where I'm just like going through people's like lists and what we know what they've watched. I'm just like, that looks insane. Let me see if I can, you know, you know, hunt that down and either buy it or if that's not possible, I can, you know, find a link of sorts. Don't, don't uh, fucking send the cops my way. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I'm just like, dude, there's so much shit on here. But uh, we'll we'll kind of figure out like what was a movie that someone reviewed that was like, I've got to fucking watch that. Uh, um, I think I got trying a lot. to think too, because like my whole watch list is literally just made up of like looking at my friends' profile and just adding yeah. shit that I'm like that looks interesting. Oh, that looks cool, and then mm-hmm. I don't watch any of it <laughs> until I like have to. They're like, hey, we're reviewing this. I'm like, that's been on there for like three years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have um, seen probably maybe one percent of what I have archived. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. <laughs> Uh, Dave uh-huh. Jackson reviewed uh, Psychic Vision Jagenra, mm. which is like the like think about it, it's like Muzani but not perverted. It's all about like the <laughs> idol industry and like there's like this curse song and stuff like that. It's really it fucking gives cool. you your period. <laughs> not perverted Muzani but not perverted. <laughs> What's perverted about periods? What do you find sexually arousing about periods that you consider it perverted? Oh fuck. Got him. Back to the originally scheduled program. (laughs) Yeah, that movie fucks really hard. I think I don't know how to pronounce it, but I think it's called Psychic Vision uh, Jogging Ra. (laughs) Yeah. 
Oh, I okay. I do know one. Um, I forgot who watched it, but like just the name of it because uh, it's Altered States that I had never seen. That one's that one really caught me off guard. But I the reason I went out of my way to watch it was because uh, I like the band Direct Hit and they have a song called uh, Altered States and the whole album's about doing acid and psychedelics and stuff because I enjoy those as well. So I was like, oh fuck it, like they I didn't even know this existed and I saw someone reviewed it and I watched it and was just blown away by the Monkey Man. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that movie is yeah, so it, fucking good. Yeah, it Get caught me way off guard. Like, I did not know what to expect, but I wouldn't have put it on how it turned out. Yeah. <laughs> Ken Russell is like the most interesting filmmaker ever, too, because like his early stuff is so fucking good, and then he just became like the worst director ever. <laughs> yeah, dude. What are you I don't talking think I've really you're... looked at his filmography. It's insane. You're telling me, you're John. You're gonna sit here and tell me. That horror is not a masterpiece. Yes, yes, I am going to tell you that horror is not a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty dog shit, but I love it. But the guy who made the devils made the horror. Like, how's that even a thing? That's like, oh, okay. Well, I know. Dude. That oh my god, that fucking movie is. So bad. That actually makes sense. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to think of like uh, re- recently, like. Uh, I got recommended Long Weekend, not not David Dawson's, but uh, the uh, I think it's is it seventies, John? Mm, I'm not sure. It's Australian, I think. Oh, ain't it? Yeah, I was recommended that through uh, Letterbox and shit like that. And I was like, oh, that looks fucking dope. And I saw you had it, so I watched it. I was like, that's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good one. Movies all about toxic relationships, and that's fucking and traumatic. Yep, and animals. <laughs> Within animals? <laughs> no, Is not, this the uh... pig fucking movie? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Swear to God, if you guys are on some weird shit, I'm out of here. <laughs> I do own Voss the Noche, but I've never watched it. <laughs> it's cool. I I have probably more ganky gankies than I should on DVD, so... <laughs> Fair. I talking about that. <laughs> I have the... First three squirm fests, and uh, I've got GSKD one through three. And what was I? I got something. Oh, the fucking uh, uh, URAM, URAM fucking movies, which is essentially like people like fucking demons and ghosts and shit. Nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> that sounds all right, right, right up my alley. I, I do have all the squirm fests. I have multiple <laughs> copies of them. I have like four different copies of Terrible Meal. Um L- I have some of the LPSs. I have some of the K- I have the KT trilogy. You know? Oh, fuck. And the Munch Bunch four, which I'm looking for the other three. So if anyone can find Munch Bunch, they're a collection of shit movies that came out a while back. <laughs> there's, oh. there's four volumes as far as I know, but anyways. Oh, Gusso Milk 1 through 4, and I heard there's a fifth one somewhere. I can, I'll send you a link to it. <clears throat> cool. <laughs> well, thank you, Mr. Cole, for the question. <laughs> hey, you guys are cool. Goblin recommended something nice. Yeah, shit porn. <laughs> <laughs> Next oh, God. up is Sleepy Mud Man. Sleepy Mud Man. Which she... Uh... I know we recommended her album before, but now I just recently discovered because I didn't get too far. I won't lie, because holy shit, <laughs> it's chaos. But uh, now that I know it has Dracula flow on it, <laughs> dude, <laughs> fucking, 
we're we're out here smoking filter crack, you piece of shit. <laughs> I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> Hope you're all doing well. What's your favorite moment or scene from a movie you don't like? That's such a hard strong. question. We're starting with good questions. Yeah, it's gonna it know, falls deteriorate apart, so, so fucking fast, though. <laughs> It's going to deteriorate like... It won't even be like a small slope. It's going to be like, you know, jumping off a building. Yeah! <laughs> and it'll probably be feel a... the same. It's going to be go from walking down the street and then getting shot in the face. <laughs> Enjoying my day, dicks! <laughs> but, uh... Fuck. Uh, movie I don't like. That's a lot of them. Movies suck. Uh... <laughs> Your favorite moment from a movie you don't like. Yeah, but that means I'd have to actually like finish the movie. Oh, uh, good point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure there's one. Uh first thing that came to my mind was the opening of 31. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because that whole yeah, that fuck that movie. <laughs> yeah. The opening oh, monologue. The open monologue I thought was actually really interesting because I really like like a, like a character kind of like giving their spiel to somebody before they kill them. I always mm-hmm. think that's an interesting little trope. Yeah. But then like immediately you get like the King Kong Dong shit, and then the next time you see Doomhead, the character, he's like just like railing this chick, and immediately just becomes white <laughs> trash. And you're like, well, fuck me, here we go. It's a Rob Zombie movie, right? <laughs> not a, not a good Rob Zombie movie either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not House of a Thousand Corpses. No, no. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to to think hard. I figure like yours would be easy, Matt. I feel like I know yeah. yours. Children of the Gorn. What, what fucking scene? The opening where they kill the parents. Oh, yeah, I mean, that is a good scene. Because I know you hate I, that movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a Children of the Gorn fan at all. Uh, fuck. Yeah, I mean, that one's... That, that scene is pretty good, but... I just, I just don't I don't know. This is so fucking hard. Oh, I liked in uh, Megan when the kid died. That was cool. <laughs> that the only part I so Megan is the only movie I've literally walked out of just because I was so fucking mad before it ended by just everything that was happening on the screen. But I did give it props because uh, it had the balls to kill a kid and kill a dog, which you really don't see in mainstream horror. So it's not that I liked those scenes, but I can appreciate it in that massive pile of shit. That was that robotic fuck toy. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go with another Megan movie. Uh, Megan is missing. Oh, I don't yeah. like that movie, but the fucking barrel scene is fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. I just recently saw someone on Letterboxd gave Megan is missing like a four. TikTokers. <laughs> I know. I was like, I hate that movie. Like. I think it's, it's kind of still always good. getting confused with Jennifer's body because fucking Megan Fox. Oh yeah. Oh I do, yeah. I do not like Jennifer's body at all. <laughs> I haven't seen either. Um, I would. I don't know. Megan's missing. It's okay. I, I think it's a bit of a bad rap, but it isn't a good movie. <laughs> it's very very okay. <laughs> yeah, but all I've heard about it is it's very mid all the way through and then like the end is so shocking it'll fucking rape your eyeballs and you know all that and i'm just like no <laughs> it's it's not that bad but yeah. this, this, it's pretty fucking gnarly at the end i'm edgy if it isn't serbian film i don't want it 
if it, if it isn't a father railing his son, I'd spoiler alert. I didn't think about that. Sorry, guys. Um, I mean, I feel like everyone knows about that. I feel like if they listen to but... this, they've probably seen Serbian film or at least know oh. about it. Um, it just came out. I was like, oh, someone probably hasn't seen that, but you know. That might make you want to watch it if you're a fucking deviant. I like how you only name like the third worst scene of that fucking movie. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, if I cough a bit, it's because I'm smoking a blunt. I'm childish baby lungs. No, you're good, bro. Yeah. I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the people listening. Like all two of them. <laughs> all two of them. That's <laughs> not the truth. Like 99% of the fan base is going to be like, Goblin, oh, let's skip. See you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So uh, thank you, Slippy, for the questions always. And go check out our album. Yeah. It's chaos, but in the best way flow. possible. <laughs> yeah, I love Jack Real Flow. We're here smoking fit nil lace cereal milk. I see God. <laughs> Next up is J Freak Zach. What are some fun trailers that would be narrated by the Texas Rattlesnake Stone Cold Steve Austin? <laughs> Can you guys think of some and ad lib one on the spot? <laughs> oh <laughs> hell yeah. Butter gang for life. <laughs> I eat your skin. What? I drink your blood. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Go watch it, or you're a fucking loser. <laughs> God, could you imagine Stone Cold Steve Austin doing like the Last House on Left trailer? <laughs> it's so only a movie. Bad. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's only a movie. <laughs> what? It's only a movie. <laughs> Oh, it lies on 15 acres of whoop ass. Imagine <laughs> him doing the opening for fucking te- uh, Texas Chainsaw. That would have been amazing. <laughs> the whole tone would have been so fucking different, though. <laughs> yeah, right. You'd be like, well, this is, do it. Like, this I don't is really awesome. I don't remember the actual date in the movie. It's like, on August 14th, what? 1970. <laughs> They'll never forget the murders that taken place or the events that have taken place. Because Stone Cold said so. Oh, hell. hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Stone Cold comes out in the middle of it, blasts Leatherface with a beer truck. <laughs> Just take Leatherface out and put Stone Cold in. <laughs> so like the scene where he like comes out and like like hits the guy in the head with a hammer. It's like and it hits him with a stutter. Drags him into the fucking room. I was more thinking like it's just the scene. Like he opens slides the door open. What? Oh hell yeah, son. I was oh, just thinking yeah. trying to tell us like, she's getting away. What? No, she's really getting away. What? No, she, oh my god, she's to the road. What? <laughs> Marilyn Burns jumps to the fucking window and it's like <laughs> and fucking Stone Cold comes out on the fucking four wheelers. <laughs> what, 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 what? <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh. Okay, wait. I thought of a random question, but just before I forget it. But if two horror icons were in a, a supermarket battle like Booker T and Stone Cold, who would you oh. want? <laughs> 
Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> I don't oh know god. why my brain said this, but Chucky and Leprechaun. <laughs> Chucky just stabbed all the box of Lucky Chucks. Lucky Chucks. There's one place this fucker be hiding. <laughs> Just fucking throwing jugs at Bill Carey. <laughs> oh, son my of God. a bitch. <laughs> Just JR and uh, King calling the action. My God Almighty. Jennifer God. Tilly comes. Puppies, puppies, puppies. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> God Almighty. Chucky stabbing a fucking leprechaun to death. <laughs> <laughs> By God, he's broken in half. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Chucky giving the leprechaun a Boston crab. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing, dude. Oh God! Like you know, uh, like back in the day, like there was always like rumors, like oh Ash versus Pinhead versus fucking whatever, you know? Yeah. No one ever said leprechaun versus Chucky, and that's disappointing. That should have been. <sighs> like... That should have been it kind thing. of feels ableist. We're just like take the two <laughs> dwarves and put them together. Like, like someone, someone might be like, "Hey, I got a problem with this. It's promoting dwarf violence." <laughs> I'd love to see like some like those really bad like '90s ones, like Doctor Giggles, <laughs> like Doctor Giggles and fucking the guy from Scream just going at it in a supermarket. The dentist and the ice cream man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh god. The stepfather and fucking uh Ricky from <laughs> Silent Night Deadly Night. <laughs> that is the pick right there. Oh my god. Garbage day. Like, hey, fucking... Got some milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Schindler's list. Schindler's list was my choice. Oh hell yeah. Oh, f- <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I was about to start going into that. I was like, maybe I shouldn't do that. And I just listened to maybe. <laughs> yeah, I like how you're like, hell yeah! He's like, oh my god! <laughs> like, wait, wait, wait! You fucking monsters! <laughs> but, uh, okay, but at you. least the glorious bastards would be cool. That would be cool. Yes, he plays the bear Jew. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of a baseball bat, it's two beers. Yeah, like... <laughs> that exploded. It'd be fitting. Oh God! Yeah, thank you, Jay Freak Zach, for the question. As always, I laughed so hard I almost fucking threw up a couple times. <laughs> We're just getting started. We're three questions in, buddy. Yeah, God, no, we got ways to go. <laughs> fucking Stone Cold Chucky Leprechaun shit about killed me. <laughs> oh fuck! Next up is Robocop seventy seven, aka David Dawson. Yes, go check out his movies. Yes, they're very good. His okay. question is, can I have $20,000? <laughs> can I have $20,000? <laughs> can, can I also have $20,000? You, sound like you act of... like I'm on sick on cinema because shit's just working out, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> wrong fucking demographic to be asking right now. <laughs> David Dawson over here sounding like Dark Lord. Oh, God. Sounding like Dark fucking Lord. Cobra. King Cobra e-bagging again. <laughs> yeah. Go away, Phil Stevens. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> not buying your short. I know it was a scene from your other movie. Anyways. It's staying in. <laughs> it's oh, staying yeah. in. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I forgot. I have to. Yeah, Flowers is cool. Anyways. <laughs> I mean, the truth is the truth, man. 
yeah. sorry. You fuck people over, so one might joke about it, but yeah, right. Like, <laughs> oh, I've heard stories. <laughs> That's just doing a service so people don't get screwed over. <laughs> True. Oh but, uh, fuck. Yeah, David Dawson rules. In all honesty, go check out other trash. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking flesh game should be coming soon, and when it comes out, buy it. It's great. Yeah. Of Next oh, up fuck. is the people's Mikey. Mikey. Howdy, my dudes. So let me talk to you. Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. So seeing that we got a re-release of Family Portraits, the August Underground Trilogy, and Scrapbook, what are some infamous indie slash low-budget movies that have been out of print? You three, god damn, I can't read. You three would like to see get resurrected. Looking forward to the Eric Stanzi episode. Enjoy the rest of the week. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Cheers. Oh, and since it seems like the cool thing the kids are doing, baba booey, baba booey. Howard Stern has a huge <laughs> penis. <laughs> All right. Fucking <laughs> Howard Stern has a huge penis. He's a pervert. Baba um, booey. I like how he's trying to backtrack on like everything since his career started. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you watch those old episodes of Howard Stern and be like, yeah. <laughs> he should be doing the voice. <laughs> Um, oh my god, him and Whoopi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so fuck. three SOV movies we would like to see re-released that may be out of print? Uh, Just uh, uh like just guess, underground like, horror stuff. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. You're like infamous like underground movies or the first underground movies in, in general. Sorry. Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, the first one that popped in my head was uh, Pieces of Talent. Damn it. Yeah. That's a really fucking great movie that more people need to see. Mm-hmm. You took mine. <laughs> I'll say House of Horrors, and I'm gonna pull a bones and say the complete retard. Hell yeah! <laughs> I, was, I know because fuck it, yeah. Toe Tag uh, released like the complete collection of those of the complete like, the retard abortion movies for like a Black Friday sale in 2015, and I missed out. And now it's my holy grail. Mm. And Christian oh, has shit. one. And he keeps sending me pictures of it and shit. So that's always great. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't know, maybe I'll sell it. See, I don't know. I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Either do it or don't. I know uh, Chris brought him up too, but Andy Cop, uh, he yeah. did uh, Atrocity Circle and was it Quiet Short Night of Blood and Pain? Is that it? Or Quiet Night of Blood and Pain? Uh, quiet Nights of Blood and Pain, yeah. Yeah. I Which, you know, he, he made really low budget, like early 2000s exploitation horror stuff, and he passed away. And ever since he passed away, those things have just kind of not seen the light of day. Yeah. So. It would really be really cool to see those get unearthed. Well, um, no <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with uh, I Am No One. Oh, that's a really cool thing. Yeah. Too. I have that. Yeah. It's a really, really fucking good movie. Um, I honestly need to rewatch it because I bought it. <laughs> when toe tag put it out years ago mm-hmm. and i watched it once and i just did not dig it at all but like i keep hearing good things about it so i'm like maybe i just need to go back and rewatch it because i definitely was like disappointed with the body count because i wasn't expecting more of the documentary style that it was and then yeah. you know of course, i'm like oh toe tag over the top violence because at yep. the time like i just got in august underground and all that shit so i do need to go back and revisit <laughs> that though oh yeah de- definitely do because it's like like it, it definitely is more in kin with like something like Man Bites Dog versus like August Underground. Yeah. So it's it, yeah, it, it's really fucking good. It's essentially like one of those like faux serial killer documentary type things. Yeah, it's fucking great. Does uh, Seventh Day have a release? 
Ooh, that's a good question. Because um, that's a I, great indie film. Yeah. I have the guy's other movie, Pig Fan. Mm, I've not seen it. I haven't seen it either because I'm a piece of shit, but yeah, I do have that. I need to watch it. Ooh, I love Snuff. That would be oh. Cool. It's Somewhere. crazy to it's like crazy to think about like how all there's like probably some really good like low budget horror movies out there that are kind of lost to the ages. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like I mean, you think of how much shot on video stuff did come out. Like imagine the shit that just got buried away. You know. What's like I I've, I've tried finding some of that shit too and it's really really fucking hard. Like shot on video stuff, like when it comes to like the more rare stuff, it's so hard to find, especially stuff from other countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah. I luckily like, found an old boy VHS, so that was cool. That was oh, yeah. Sick, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just pulled, I found it randomly for like 20 bucks at a convention a couple of weeks ago. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm gonna pick that up. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, oh, I also got Santa Sangre on Blu ray there. Ooh, that movie's so, so fucking good. good. <laughs> yeah, uh, with that at the same time. <laughs> Actually, one uh, a couple weeks back, I put on the Holy Mountain, mm-hmm. and I was watching it. And my girlfriend was like napping, and she woke up like halfway through, and we kind of switched where I fell asleep, and she watched like the last <laughs> half of that movie, and woke up and was like, "What the fuck was that about?" Like, uh, <laughs> so you know. as, as soon as I picked up Santa Sangre, I was like, "Oh, remember uh, Holy Mountain? Like this is the same dude." She's like, "No, no, go ahead. You're good. You're good. You're fine." <laughs> <laughs> that one's way more accessible, though. So yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm trying my best not to bring up Sato because I feel like we bring up Sato all the time, but like anything his Oscar Sato, if that would get a release, yeah. would be fucking amazing. Four K I mean, Sweet Home. Oh, oh from of uh from uh uh, uh fuck Kurosawa. No, um, fuck the one that uh it was like the video game, as they released the video game simultaneously with the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that that's uh, what's his name? It's something Kurosawa. Oh, it yeah, I'm trying to remember. I Christian sent me a copy of it, like on DVD as like a surprise gift, and I watched it uh like a month ago, and I was like, holy shit, this is actually really fucking cool. But it's yeah. like definitely like recorded three times over on a VHS, then transferred mm. to DVD type copy. So yeah, that's like I found the I found a copy of this one movie. Like it's only got like a German Blu-ray, and of course, you know. That's kind of sketchy when it comes to some things because some people, you know, do gray market releases of stuff. Yeah. Of this movie called fucking Spermula, (laughs) which is not a fucking Dracula porn parody, believe it or not. But it, the copy I have looks fucking horrible. Yeah. It looks like it was on a ninth generation VHS uploaded to the internet and fucking shit all over. Oh my God. It's fucking horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got an English to... dub. <laughs> oh, if we could get a green elephant with smell vision like Oh, oh god. Fucking... <laughs> oh no. Fucking sweet bread. Balling. <laughs> fucking sweet bread, no. <laughs> I... I know people hate that movie, but like the one time I watched it, I was like, Yeah, it ain't that bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's just not much happens other than, yeah. you know, the what everyone knows it for. But it's still an interesting look into the psyche of prisoners who just kind of break down and eat shit. Mm. I've always yeah. been curious about what Chris Chan's been up to, so. <laughs> now, now, Goblin, when we get off air, we got to talk about some shit. Oh, God. <laughs> not get him started on this. <laughs> oh, good. I thought I was about to get reprimanded. <laughs> no, no, no. 
This we've got obsessed with these people. <laughs> I can't help it. He goes, "Do you know what Cobra did?" I'm like, "Man, I don't fucking care." <laughs> Isn't that the fucking dude who's fighting Danny Brown right now? <laughs> no, that's Cyrax. Oh, Cyrax, uh, yeah. yeah. So he knows. <laughs> of course I do. I'm a fucking loser. What do you want from me? I have a weird obsession with fucking watching like. Um, comedian podcast drama videos on fucking YouTube. <laughs> oh <laughs> my like, god! Anthony Santino is fucking mad at fucking Bert Kreischer, and I'm like, I hate both those guys. Let's see what this is about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we watched like, a video like that recently, and we were like, "What the fuck is this?" And we looked; it was like a year old drama. We're like, "Why did we get recommended this?" Right? Yeah, the shit just pops up. <laughs> It's but a good crazy. video I did actually see. So I know you're Tim and Eric fan, but uh, someone made a video comparing uh, Rob Schneider's newest show with the Tim and Eric or the Tim Heidecker um, stand-up special that he did. Oh like, my god! The old he's playing that old bitter comedian on stage, and it's like this is what happens when it's you're in on the joke. This is what happens when you are the joke. <laughs> fuck. Like, fuck Rob Schneider <laughs> for for real. Fucking Adam Sandler nut hanger. But uh, yeah. Thank you, people, Spocky, for the question. <laughs> yeah, they keep <laughs> spiraling. I love it. <laughs> Next up is the real Rob one. <laughs> Let's talk the state of physical media industry. Recently, Best oh, it's Buy. Fucked. Yeah. <laughs> next question recently Stop. best Buy pulled out of carrying any discs which of course doesn't affect collectors like us much but may in the future large retailers pulling the plug for one uh de- for one decreases why, why am i the one that read these questions <laughs> the competition and prices and destabilizes the pricing market and if there is a less of a demand for discs to be manufacturers it could lead to an increase in cost of making them for boutiques as well do you think other retailers will follow suit or how do you see the physical media world heading it's important to remember collectors in our community are all very uh, small subset of consumers connected and willing to pay out as we are my recommendation is the new VS release, San Santet. Santet? Yes. Just got it in and loved every second. Super awesome and fun, great practical effects, wild comedy, and one of the scariest villains I've ever seen. Although that may be because I was on acid. Enjoy. Oh. <laughs> That'll be uh, a gift for me on Black Friday, even though it probably won't be on sale, but still. Hell yeah. Uh, when it comes to the like the state of fucking physical media, it's fucking complicated. Um, it's like when you see com- companies like um, oh, I forgot the name of the fucking company. John, help me. Shit label. Walmart. <laughs> Walmart. <laughs> what? What? There's so many no. companies. You're gonna have to narrow right. it down, bro. Nike. Is it Nike? <laughs> Vinegar syndrome. No. Fucking, no. Best in the fucking. Oh Target. my goodness. No, no, hang on. Burger King. <laughs> no, hang on. <laughs> what was What's the happening? One, the one that got brought up in the fucking question that stopped, stopped selling shit. Best, Best buy. buy. Best Buy, yeah. Thank you. What the uh, fuck? I couldn't remember. I said Best Buy. <laughs> I didn't hear you say Best Buy. Fuck it. He was anyway. focused on the Burger King. <laughs> Burger King. Burger King foot lettuce. <laughs> Oh, God, and this is going down the tubes. Let's go. <laughs> Everyone on the internet, boo, foot fetishist. Yay. Yay. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Matt. Go ahead. Uh, it's like, Best Buy. 
<laughs> like dropping out of the physical media market. It, I mean, I feel like it's going to hurt them more than it's going to help them because it's like there's still a lot of people out here who are not wanting to just get every streaming service. Mm. So eventually, it's going to lead to a you know a major growth in piracy. So eventually, I feel like they're just going to double back down and go back to fucking discs because it's just like. I mean, it's just not worth not, you know, having available because some people are not just are not going to fucking buy 100 subscriptions for, you know, $15 each or whatever to try to watch one movie. It's stupid. You know, I think it will probably lead to also a rise of online sales for major companies. Like, I think Amazon's going to see a big uptick and just people like, oh, like, let's get this new movie, blah, 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 whatever, because streaming is taking over what my problem uh, and the question he said, uh, how is it doesn't really affect collectors like us, but we uh, shit's already getting really bad for even collectors, independent cinema itself or like it's like, oh, $30 for this Blu-ray or for 50, you get a slipcover. And like, I think the bubble's going to bust at some point. And honestly, I haven't been to a major retail. Like if I'm at Walmart, I'll stop by the DVD section, just, you know, kill some time or whatever. But I haven't gone out of my way. It's like, oh, let's go to Best Buy and see what they have since I was in like middle school. And it was like five of the longest fucking rows of movies you've ever seen just back to back to back to back to back. And it was great. And the last time i went was like two three years ago and it was like here's this small little section of movies just new releases and tv shows and it's so i've anything i buy is online anyways and i think it's just going to push more people to be to doing that and looking at it because i think dvds really in major retailers are more of a walk by buy nobody's mm-hmm. really going to retailers specifically to try to get that movie unless they are of like an older generation i would say or like oh i have to get my kid this dvd they asked for or whatever but you know this this it's what they know but the world's already turned to streaming and online buying so much anyways i don't think it's really gonna have an effect on dvd purchasing per se but just of course how people purchase it yeah for sure and but like, I think it's all fucked anyway. <laughs> I mean, you yeah, brought I mean, it up fair. too, because it's like God knows I'm the biggest hypocrite when it comes to like collecting of anybody, because it's like, oh, it's got a shiny little slipcover on it. I want it, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, like, I should. Like the movie is the most important thing, but at the same time, it's like I don't know. I get drawn into the the little knickknacks and everything, and they complain yeah. about it. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because like companies like Vinegar Syndrome and Severin, even though they put out you know. A lot of actually like really good shit. They will s- literally send you for like fifty bucks a literal pile of shit on disc wrapped in a slipcover, and we're like, gotta have that. Yeah. <laughs> so oh yeah. It is like some of that is definitely our own fault, but I don't know. Um, I do believe that we collectors will actually price ourselves out of the market eventually. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. like <laughs> yeah, shit's already going crazy. It's like, I feel like we've kind of already seen that, like, you know, going back to Severn for a second. It's like, look at the uh, the Cemetery Man edition that came out. Everyone was like, are you fucking serious that much for it? Guess who bought it? <laughs> people, yeah, and people still bought it, so. I complained about it the whole time I did it. Yep, you're like, this fucks up my whole Black Friday. Fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. Well, I mean, I did the card. I get it, because it's, I mean. It's like when you go to a gas station, you're like, who's paying $4 for fucking can of SpaghettiOs? But it's like, there is that person that will do that. Therefore, they can charge that price. Mm-hmm. There will be someone desperate enough, John, that will buy that $4 <laughs> can of SpaghettiOs. You better believe it. 
<laughs> or the fifty dollars slip cover with no bonus features and not not even subs. Dude, I I'm not gonna, I, I won't say the company, but I did get a Blu-ray that had a fucking slip cover that was like you know fucking you know the shiny slip cover and it had no special features at all. And I was like, what the fuck? That's what, if you're making a Blu-ray special features that's why people mm-hmm. bought dvds yeah. and blu-rays was to have the movies but it was special features were fucking outrageous like oh interview with directors six different commentaries and shit like that now it's just like here's the movie and three trailers for other things we're doing yeah, yeah. and it's like me and matt had this whole conversation one day too about sov being on blu-ray and how it's absolutely pointless i that's <laughs> how i okay so I don't, i'm gonna be that asshole because i'm still gonna buy them i'm still gonna buy august underground on blu-ray yeah but I, to me, like, I'm not going to really go out of my way because I have the DVD copies. And to me, that's a fine. That's but I don't want 4K August Underground. I don't want 4K Green Elephant. Like it, it's sometimes it's how it feels also adds mm-hmm. so much to the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But also, I, I feel hypocritical saying that considering Penance, which is shot in HD, is my favorite of the trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it, yeah, it's just like you have these SOV films that are on Blu-ray, and it's like if people would just be like, "We don't really need the Blu-ray; just give us the DVD because it's going to look exactly the same." Yeah. You oh goddamn! I'm a come hip- down. <laughs> I'm a hypocrite again because I went and saw um, J.R. Bookwalter, <laughs> his newest movie, Side of Mex- Side Effects May Vary, the other night, and he, you know, he had some merch and stuff, and I'm friends with James L. Edwards, and uh, you know, he introduced us and all that, and I fucking spent twenty dollars on a zombie comp zombie cop blu-ray <laughs> so it's like this out like 1994 hour-long sov and i'm like 20 bucks will you sign it thanks guys yeah I mean, <laughs> yes. i'm the same way like i say all these things but i am the biggest hypocrite of all because like i own killer nerd on blu-ray you know like <laughs> dude i dropped oh, almost 30 dollars for fucking uh cannibal camp out on fucking blu-ray with the slip cover that's no no <laughs> No, bad. <laughs> I'm getting no, shamed. My, my one buddy, he was like, oh, will you do a cannibal episode with me like for my podcast? I was like, yeah, sure. And so I picked Eddie the Sleepwalking Cannibal just because I had never seen it. And I was like, I'll watch it. And I actually really dug it. And he's like, cannibal camp out. After I got done watching, I was like, be sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> you really want me to publicly talk about that movie? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I thought it was fun, but you know. But uh, yeah, fair. <laughs> it does not. It does not need a Blu-ray. It will be interesting to see where it all goes, though. So, oh yeah. But uh, thank you, Ra One, for the question. As always, next up is Gumby Couch. <laughs> Sup, Butterheart collecting boys. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna die soon. Y'all fuck I with you. So. <laughs> I meant for me, not you. I hope I die. Soon. <laughs> I'm there with you, so you know. <laughs> Y'all fuck with humanity's last breath. I don't know what that is. Hold on. That sounds very familiar. It does. I do not have the ability right now to look it up, though. Um, If I'm not mistaken, which I probably am. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've come across the name. I haven't listened to him. I just had to check one of my playlists real quick. Anyways, it's a band, apparently. Yeah. Ah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Anywho, what's your favorite death game slash battle royal type movie? You can't pick battle royal. Damn. <laughs> Gotta say, I personally fuck with the the condemned starring Absolutely. the man 
the myth, the fucking legend, the Texas Roadhouse Rattlesnake Stone called Creamer Dave Austin. Austin. (laughs) Anywho, love you guys. Look forward to the episode with Goo Goblin. (laughs) Hey, it's humanity's last breath hour. I'm a fuck off now. (laughs) Damn. Battle Royal was definitely going to be my pick, but I can't pick Battle Royal. Oh, I got one. Battle Royale 2. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loopholes, bitches. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's even my favorite, but the first one that popped in my head was Turkey Shoot. Mm, yeah. Which is an Australian film that's insane. It's got Steve Rails back and uh, what's the chick from Black Christmas? Libby oh. Hussey. Yeah. I was. I don't know if it counts because I don't. It's not really a battle royale movie, but it is like you know a person trying to survive. But um, surviving the game with Ice T, I always yeah. dug a lot. Like that was just fun. Fuck, that's I hadn't seen that. That's years. hard. Rewatch that. <laughs> it was one of my dad's favorite movies, so I I got to watch it a lot growing up. I'm trying to think of some other fucking battle royale movies, and my brain does not want to come up with any at all. Circle, circle's pretty cool. Man, that movie's been recommended to me recommended to me by this one guy who's like one of my best friends. Yeah. And I've never watched it. And I feel like a piece of shit every time he brings it up. Like, hey, have you watched Circle? And I'm like, no. Nah, hey, man. just a reminder, man. <laughs> by the way, he slid me twenty bucks to remind me. <laughs> <laughs> Working from the inside. Um, I like we watched something. Oh, okay. Uh what about what's in the movie? God damn it. Keep keep talking. Squid <laughs> game. Squid Game is something Oh, motherfucking Squid Game. <laughs> Come on down, Squid Game. Motherfucking Squid Game. <laughs> That's the best. Oh Hunger Games. No. Oh, God, no. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, RIP Philip Seymour Hoffman, but no. Yeah. I love the, Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's like, he's, hands down, my favorite. <laughs> he's the GOAT. What about Burst City? Oh, yeah, that's a cool choice. Yeah, so Burst fucking, Yeah, I've movie Fox. <laughs> Running, man. Oh, Running dude. Man. Yeah. Running Man is so good. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. God, I'm trying to think. I'm just trying to think of like any that I really know. Because I don't go out. Of, I, that's not something I would go out of my way to watch. But now I'm like, man, what's a list of like Battle Royale movies? I could just yeah. sit down and cream. Uh, that's a few. <laughs> that's the yeah, only ones I can got, think of. Yeah, that's what mean. <laughs> I mean, you stole the best one. I mean, Condemned is fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hell. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, the Adrian Brody Predators. I've never seen those. <laughs> no. I actually, I actually did not mind that one. That one was pretty good. It has Lawrence Fishburne in it as well, and like Danny Trejo for two minutes. <laughs> well, <laughs> I feel like Danny Trejo appears in every movie for two minutes. <laughs> and then uh, Topher Grace plays a fucking psychopath. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Which is how I always pictured Eric Foreman to be anyways. I'm like, this dude is like making human skin suits in his closet. They're not showing it. <laughs> Fuck. But I don't know what Danny Masterson ones. did, but Ooh. <laughs> I'm just saying there could be two evils on the same show. We don't know. It's true. <laughs> Hashtag Topher Grace is a cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> but uh thank oh, you, Gumby ones, Couch. But... Sorry. And we will no, check no, you're good. Humanity's Last Breath. Yes. And hopefully they don't sound like Last Days of Humanity. They better, because fucking amazing. <laughs> I'm not a fan. <laughs> I know. I'm that I'm that piece of shit that's like uh, Compositions of Human Decomposition is my favorite album of 2021. 
<laughs> like it's just so fucking. I bought the hoodie, the shirt, and the uh, CD. <laughs> I just blame Matt because he was just like, "Oh shit, it's last days of humanity's hour," and just started playing them. I was like, yeah. "God damn it!" <laughs> it's like their, their first album is like traditional, like gore. It's drives. so crazy how they changed between the first album and the second one. <laughs> that second album is absurd. Yeah, like it literally sounds like like I know like we all hear this expression when it comes to like metal music and stuff. But it literally sounds like Cookie Monster on the trash can. Oh yeah, and I'm all it there is... for it. <laughs> yeah. Like okay, so I um probably not surprisingly to anyone deal with like mental health issues, and so that's why I got into like Last Days of Ham- Humanity, and also another one of my favorites. I mean, similarly would be Gorepot. Is like I can just blast them as loud as I can and just like drift away, and like nothing fucking bothers me. But it's because it's that wall of noise, like it shuts everything off, and it's real nice. I. You know, I, so they're like, it sounds like yeah. a wall of sound. I'm like, good, give me that. I mean, like, my go to, like, Bad Night at Works uh, band is like fluids. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I have a fluid hoodie that I wear to work, and I'm like giving people cigarettes and stuff. And I turn around, it's like this collage of dead bodies. <laughs> I mean, the faces of death hoodie. Oh, yeah. Death, yeah. That, and like, that hoodie goes hard as fuck. Recently, it's Sanguisugabog. <laughs> oh, my God. I like Dude. to play on um, the ogre, ogre's. Uh, what is it? Ogre packet slammers or whatever. Oh, the Shrek slam band. I would like play that over the Bluetooth at work, and then someone would walk in and like turn it down real fast. What was it you played over the fucking radio uh, on accident? It wasn't even on. Well, one time I played fucking Dying Fetus on accident, <laughs> but I didn't realize I had it queued up in my like li- playlist. But the other time I played Death Pull the Plug because I didn't think it was too heavy, and then it started playing. I was like, oh, I fucked up. I fucked yeah. up. Bad. <laughs> I uh I w- I had my Bluetooth going at work and like I added some songs to the Quay and uh and uh I forgot that while I was walking to work I had actually added some peeling flesh songs as well. Oh, and so randomly set tripping just starts to blast it oh. over the speakers. <laughs> I'm like, I have like 70s funk on because, you know, people like it and I enjoy it at work or whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, I ain't no bitch. <laughs> like, just blast me. <laughs> That's what happened with the dying fetus. Like, you know, I had my dino- like, I got dinosaur junior and shit like that. Like, I try to like, play stuff that I like that isn't too crazy. And the next thing, yeah. subjected to a beating started. And like, <laughs> I, like, I wasn't really paying attention. So I was like, damn, this riff go real hard, man. And then yeah. I realized what it was. It's like, oh shit! Right, <laughs> the break room. God, I hate to be the dude who works at an abortion clinic and Infant Annihilator comes on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they probably love that band down. <laughs> Where a died fetus to a miscarriage funeral. Oh my oh. god! <laughs> that like, sounds oh. like a gorgon. You said song. it was a casual. You said it was dressed casually. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like one of my like go-to's when i'm like having a bad night at work is like cryptopsy i fucking adore them so much oh god the fucking second album where oh none so vile yeah none so vile dude oh my god that shit just touches me in places i wish it would touch me more (laughs) (laughs) that shit like yeah that's my shit right there next up we have zombies eight keegan to the CEOs of Butter, I recently saw your QVC holiday episode with the Gobby and company. Sorry, sorry <laughs> and, about that. And it got me thinking: Who do I got a cyber bully for you guys to do a tour of your movie collections? 
Don't cyber bully me. I might get excited. (laughs) (laughs) I've learned my lesson about announcing things too early, but I will say there may be something happening with that. So (laughs) Blu-ray special feature. (laughs) (laughs) Turn to make you $40 with a slipcover. (laughs) (laughs) Turn to manufacture a fucking Blu-ray at home. Might be the worst thing I've ever tried to do in my life. Yeah, yeah, that was not fun. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> never again. No, <laughs> dude, I swear to God, it loaded up on my Xbox, and I was like, awesome. Then it wouldn't move the fucking cursor, and I was like, god damn it. Okay, let's go to John's Blu-ray player, and it just would not turn on. I was like, <laughs> when short shits drops, which will be actually really soon, we actually have a date and everything. That will be the final thing I ever produce myself. If I make anything else, it's getting put out by somebody else. I ain't doing it yeah. again. <laughs> I made this. You do the work. Yeah. Oh my god, it was horrible, uh, dude. I was making working on the disc menu recently, and I swear to God, it took fucking hours because it there was just random glitches happening. And I was just like, God fucking damn it! I I'm going to kill going, myself. This is going to be my thirteenth reason. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I was trying to watch Meet the Feebles for the podcast and I swear to god I redone that menu like fucking ten times. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like it's I don't my collection isn't even that crazy or cool or anything. It's not big. I'm more of a quality over quantity. Like if I really want something on DVD, I'll get it. But like I'm not like again, Christian, but he'll sit there and be like, Oh, I just bought fifteen new DVDs, spent, you know, so much money, they're shipping from Japan. I'm like, dude, like you're not gonna watch all that. Mm. <laughs> It did hit me like just recently where I was like, you know, it used to be like I watched the same thing over and over and over again because it's what I had. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't know if I can watch all this. Like now I'm not sure. And then like that, like existential dread washed over me. Like, oh, yeah. God, what if I can't watch all these movies? <laughs> That's why I stopped reading books. <laughs> mm, yeah, because <laughs> I, like, I, I fucking loved books. And then I realized I was like, there's way too many for me to ever be able to finish ever. And I'm just going to fucking want to kill myself. <laughs> Dude, I've been trying to get to this one book and like just because of work and, you know, working on other projects and stuff like that. And, you know, of course, the podcast stuff. Yeah. Like it's taken me so long to get to this book and I'm like this close to being done with it. I'm just like, God damn it. I don't have the time to do this shit. Yeah. I mean, I still read. I don't want anyone to think I'm like illiterate or nothing, but mm-hmm. not like <laughs> I used to. <laughs> it's not like, oh, I've got to get all these books and to read them as my bookshelf sits back there and i've read maybe a couple of them because of the time it's just like i mean even it's that way with movies and directors for me where i'm like oh, yeah i like this movie and someone be like oh you should check out like the director like and everything he's ever done and it'll be like fucking takashi mika and i'm like dude i do not have the time to watch a hundred movies <laughs> and <laughs> right. fit in everything else i need to do in my life that's the thing it's like uh, you know i've been obsessed with sato recently and it's so nice because his movies are like an hour yeah, <laughs> so I got to right. get through a ton of them uh, real quick. Be like if like Christopher Nolan made the Takashi Miike filmography like three and a half hours each time. That's probably why I don't watch Bills Above. I'm like, cool, six hours. I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah, right. Do something for a minute. Like, Hell, there's a movie we're covering tonight where I saw the runtime. I was like, maybe we should replace it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, no. runtime is what stops me from watching a lot of movies just because like i'll like i'll want to watch something so bad but i i'm also a chain smoker and i like to like 
I have ADD and shit. So I'll be like, yeah, I want to watch this three hour movie, but it's going to take me about seven. Yep. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I feel that. <laughs> What's on? Um, like, like, oh, cool. An hour and 20 slasher. Let's go. Yeah. That's, that's part of my, uh, problem when it comes to like i when i was watching scarface i was just like well i've got other things to do today but i'm gonna try to watch scarface and it took me fucking like six hours to watch that fucking bitch and i was like fuck oh but no when i was a kid i could watch godfather on repeat all day long and not move like i don't yeah because <laughs> i loved mafia shit when i was a kid so like godfather godfather 2 or all that shit like i'd sit there for you know watch blood in blood out which is like three and a half hours long and yeah like i can like sit there and just watch it and just be okay. I mean, of course, I'm going to move around because I'm a fucking kid and I have ADD real bad. But yeah. it was, you know, it was way easier to watch it then. Now it's like, oh, I've got to go to work. Oh, I've got you know this shit to do. I've got this and this and this, and it's just like it adds up. So eventually, it's like, oh, a two hour movie. Oh fuck. Oh, right. I don't know. Yeah, I usually watch movies when I get off of work, so that's also the depending factor because I get off at like eleven o'clock at night, and I'll be like, "All right, do I really want to stay up till three a.m.?" <laughs> right. <laughs> Some nights it just happens though. Like I watched yeah. uh, Chain Reaction the other night with Keanu Reeves and Morgan Freeman, and that was wild. Hell yeah, <laughs> I've never seen that, but hell yeah, dude. So. Like, there's there's not much of a worse feeling than sitting there watching a movie that's like two, three hours long, and it's shit too. Yeah, you spent so much well, time <laughs> that's what fucked me up on streaming is because like i i used to be really into the sciences and stuff and so i read you know studies and articles and all that but one of one study that i read was about how like no matter with the abundance of things on streaming services that no matter what you watch you won't actually really be happy with it because your brain will always say well yeah that was good but there could have been something better like just because yeah. of how much is at our hands so that's why like it just knowing that that my brain wants to do that it's so it's so much harder for me to like find something on like like i love tubi but i probably spend more time searching things on tubi than i do watching shit just because i'm like oh well that looks cool i might watch that. oh but that kind of looks cooler but i bet there's something else if i scroll down you know <laughs> Dude, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Like, unless I'm dead set on watching one thing for TV that someone recommended me, I will sit there for so long scrolling through it and just be like, uh, you know, I guess I'm not watching shit tonight. Yeah, <laughs> or like I'll hype myself up at work because like I'll be like, oh, I want to watch something tonight, so I'll scroll through a couple things, and be like, all right, that looks cool. I'm gonna watch that tonight. Then as soon as I get home, I'm like, well, let's just see what else, maybe. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm like spending four hours to watch an hour and a half movie. <laughs> What's well, like? I do the same thing with my own fucking collection. Like yeah. I'll look, I'll look through all this shit and be like, "Maybe me watch this, or uh, maybe not." Maybe I've gone to like, watch this. I've gone to like randomizing it. Like I have an app where I can shake it and it picks a movie for me, and yeah. I give myself like a set number of roles I can do. Because if it <laughs> takes like the choice away from me, then I will spend less time trying to figure out what the fuck I'm doing. Right. <laughs> Hubie Halloween for the sixth time this fucking week. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> the fucking Hubie Halloween. Paul Blart Mall Cop two. Not even the first. <laughs> the first Aww. one. Like Bailey, at least. Not Shrek the Third. <laughs> oh, oh, the emoji movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it rolled. It rolled the past. I'm just gonna fucking kill myself. Yeah, I'd rather die. <laughs> Boss, baby. I, now I hope Alec Baldwin shoots me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. But uh, yeah. 
Thank you, Zombie 8's Keegan, for the question as always. Yes. Lord God, next is Daddy Byro 69 version 2. And here we go. <laughs> Here's where it goes, plummeting straight into the fucking area. To the goblin blood. Gang, gang. Want to do some drive-bys and hookers? I'll provide the coke. And follow Daddy Byro, cuh. Uh, I already do, and uh, I'm always down for hookers and coke. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, in my mind. It's like, if you showed up to me in real life, I might be, like, skeptical about it and be like, what is this really about? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a trap. Dude, <laughs> yeah. Daddy Byro, I think it was today, posted something. It was like, there's a picture of a guy, like, is that meme where the dude's eating the cereal? And it was just yeah. a picture of Stephen Byro, and it was like, <laughs> he'll never be in the hood. And then it's the picture of the guy spitting the cereal out, and it's a picture of Stephen Byro just with, like, Biggie and Tupac. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this page? <laughs> yeah, no, they sent me a follow request, like, right when I think it first started or whatever. So there's just, like, two videos on it. And I went to it, I was like, what is this, and how can I follow harder? <laughs> <laughs> oh my no. and you know Byro's aware. Oh yeah. He yeah. oh we absolutely Matt made him aware, aware if he wasn't aware. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> Did I say this already, John? Oh, that you tagged Unearth in a thing with Daddy Byro? Yes, because I was like, oh uh, you know, he won't see it. And I, I swear to fucking As God, we got to mess it. Well, I did tag them, but I was, I mean, <laughs> how many times have you tagged like a company or something and they have not responded to nothing? But they fucking responded <laughs> and they were like, Daddy Barrow is not associated with Steven Barrow. And I was like, uh oh, uh oh, like, oh, oh, oh shit. How about <laughs> <laughs> No, I thought it was the real thing. Scott, dude. <laughs> I yeah. just sent a message back. We're like, I'm so fucking sorry. <laughs> you're like, no, I'm snitching, so you know. <laughs> Shit, you better not snitch on Daddy Byro. I'm laughing at it and I'm liking it, but <laughs> when the shit goes down, I want you to know I was the first. <laughs> yeah. Daddy Byro will come for you. He'll get you stitches. Now give me a Giver with a slip cover. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that, that's for sure. But, I am excited for Giver. <laughs> Me too. I yeah. love that movie so much. <laughs> so good. <laughs> but shout out, Daddy Byro. Go follow Daddy Byro over some of the wildest shit you'll ever see. <laughs> it at one point, Daddy Byro shared the same meme with different text on it at least ten times in a day. <laughs> Commitment. <laughs> it's still a mystery. Who is Daddy Byro? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't think I want to know at this point. I just want it to be a mystery forever. It's yeah. me, Vince McMahon. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> Austin. Now come it's over here and shit on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, next Red up Hart's is Halma. Like Sorry. Bret <laughs> Hart getting screwed like that. He's just like, oh, that wasn't so bad, actually. retrospect, <laughs> 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 that could have gotten a lot worse. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, next oh, up is Hal fuck. Monastone. Hiya. How are you doing, gangsters? <laughs> what is three great Asian films from the year you were born? Oh, God. From the year I was born, 1988, I will go with Dragons Forever, one of my favorite Jackie Chan's movies, Akira, and Evil Dead Trap. My mm. recommendation is Champion Sounds from 2003 by J-Lib, which is J-Dilla and Mad Lib. Ah. Left Field Beats and Dope Rhymes. Have a good one, and remember to chase the ghost out of the tuba. Peace. <laughs> Fuck, I gotta go to Letterboxd for this one. <laughs> I gotta look at the year. See, I was born. okay, so I did see this question 
And I was like, oh, not going to catch me off guard. So I only found two that I actually knew of. Mm. <laughs> I, I cheated. But um, Splatter Naked Blood was released when I, the year I was born. Ooh. And Ebola Syndrome. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, fuck. So I was like, all right, though, that's cool. I can claim those two. And then I kept looking, and it was like, Ongbok before Ongbok. It's just called like Bangtok Warrior and it's from 96 and it's like this ain't no Ongbok. But the cover <laughs> still says Ongbok Bangtok Warrior. And it's like no. <laughs> no, that's not right. Um uh, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Dead or Alive released in ninety nine? You were born in ninety nine? Yeah. Yo, dude, I totally was like, what movies came out in two thousand three? Uh, let me see here. Uh, I I can't pull anything up. I'm fucked. <laughs> You're fucked, son. You're fucked. <laughs> I just if you were like what movie in '96? This Asian movie specifically. What's well, like? Well, Thailand movies is technically Asia, and mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. does Japanese count? Because they don't really like being considered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's true. Oh uh, fuck! I was born '89. <laughs> We're gonna have um, to make like a really shitty John Cena apology video. I do do a lingo on this plane ride over just to get this message to you. I see that do uh, a lingo. Tetsu the Iron Man came out in '89, so that'd be. I feel, like, I feel like that's probably your answer. He said three, so Tetsu the oh, Iron Man. Fuck. Uh, I feel like there's another big one that was in 89. There's a bunch of Sato. Batman. Uh, I'll go Lucky uh, Sky Diamond. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of, yeah. And uh, Muscle by Hiyasu Sato. Would you like me to look it up for you, Matt? Yeah, please. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Asian right. American movies 1999. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you got Rush Hour probably. No, wait, that was 98. Damn. <laughs> uh-huh. Does Mulan count? Wasn't Mulan 99? <laughs> I, I think it's only movies from, from Asia. I don't no, know not about Asian people. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, there goes 16 candles. I was trying to find ones you know, because the, there's some that I know that I know you don't, you've not seen. Oh, fuck. Uh, Wild Zero, that came out in, eight, in 99. Movie's wild. Uh, Girl Hell, nineteen ninety nine. Oh, geez. that makes sense. It's in the name. And uh, Muzani. How about that? I'll take Muzani. Uh, Wait, let me keep going. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take those. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll take them. I'll take them because I literally cannot pull it up right now. Because if I pull it up, I might get fucking took out the call. Uh, Women's Flesh, My Red Guts, Rotic Nightmares, oh. Deadly Camp. Oh, that movie rules. God, was Suicide <laughs> Dolls ninety nine? It was. Oh, so oh. you have the worst Asian movie. <laughs> I like that movie. <laughs> we it's become a running joke on QVC that's like the hands down the worst movie we watched. <laughs> Fuck, uh, we're, like, we're like, okay, cool, good idea. Can you move the camera once? <laughs> <laughs> I get that. I, I don't know. I, I kind of dug it though. But people also shit on Tumbling Doll of Flesh like Bones, so and that's I love true. that one. I do like Tumbling Doll of Flesh as well. It's just Dude. a porno. Is that a problem? Yeah, it's yeah, like right? it's a por- it's a porno, but the second half of it, it becomes a fucking gore fest. So right, mm. and yeah, it's a it's a movie that like when I first watched it, it fucked me up. I was like, God, this is 
fucking wild. All right, boys, I'm, I'm two beers in, so it's it might start getting a little weird now. <laughs> <laughs> just a heads up. If this just if the audio drops on while you're listening to this podcast, it's because I probably said some shit I didn't and got kicked off. <laughs> get kicked off. Pushed in 9-11. Get the fuck out of here. That's <laughs> still probably not the worst thing said on the show. Fuck no. Oh, we haven't even started. <laughs> Probably been something said worse in the fucking hour so we've been going. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, thank you, Hal Monastone, for the question, as always. Next up is Shock and Schlock. It's your boy. It's Herschel. It's Herschel Gillis. Weird early 2000s erotic movies. I don't... (laughs) Yeah, erotic like dramas. Consenting adults. I don't know what the hell... (laughs) (laughs) The question of the day is for Goblin. Oh, gun God. to gun to your head. Which of the host nuts are you going? <laughs> John with his droopy old man balls, or Matt's more succulent sack? I really just typed this out. Someone put me in the corner and punish me, Bubba Booey. Bubba Booey. Gun to my head. It really, it's really going. Like if I want, like you know, fresh, you know, tight testiculars in my mouth. Uh, I'm gonna go Matt, but if I like want that seasoned, you know, them extra little sprinkles on it, maybe mm. dingleberry or two, I'm mm. I'm going with John. So honestly, I mean, it's like asking like, do you want Thai food or Chinese food? It's like you know, they're similar, <laughs> but they're not the same. Right, it just depends and on so the moment. It, it's on how I wake up that morning. Which side of the bed, Matt's or John's? You know, <laughs> this is where the question answering segment really starts to fall apart. We started real strong. <laughs> You, of course, it's the questions directed at me. <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys get the normal shit that are like, hey, goblin, hookers and blow and dead bodies. And <laughs> sucking balls. <laughs> but thank you, Herschel, as always. Open casket. Go listen to it. While and thank you for sending me the Sick on Cinema mixtape and not telling me that it was a Sick on Cinema mixtape. <laughs> I was like, hey, I just realized I got a release from you guys. <laughs> Yeah, I remember when you were uh, talking uh, to me about that, and you're like, "This has your guys's logo on it." I was like, "Oh yeah, it's the mixtapes." And you're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> it's all because I know you <laughs> sent. I know you sent me the other mixtapes, but like, I didn't know about this one. I was like, "Oh, how about that?" <laughs> I was like, "I know these guys." <laughs> I know these dumb fucks. <laughs> oh, great. More toilet paper. Sweet. <laughs> Thanks for the toilet paper, Herschel. <laughs> Thanks for the toilet paper, dude. Next up is carl.kr.07. What'd you think of the new Kanye? Oh, also, God. do you think Kanye is a butter or margarine gang guy? I'd say when Hopefully it comes neither. to... Fuck Kanye I know he's a Volkswagen guy. Yeah, right? Like, there's Probably just a lot some fans. of things he likes about Hitler. Dude, for so long, I defended him. Like, not the racist shit, but like before that, when he first started going kind of crazy. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, but graduation day. But then, uh, yeah, all that shit happened. I was like, ah, all right, I'm out. Sorry, guys. Yeah, see you later, Kanye. It's like, thanks hey. for waiting heartbreaks, but... <laughs> And he's not even making good music now. Like his no. new shit's terrible. So it's but like the fact that like Sharon Osbourne's about to rip his ass a new one's gonna be so good to watch. <laughs> Dude. I'd say like when it comes to him being butter and margarine gang, I'd say wh- whichever has the least to do with Jewish people <laughs> is probably what he likes. <laughs> oh god. Oh fuck. What is it called? Uh 
starts with a K. Uh-oh. Jewish people have to eat it. It's like salt. Kosher. Like, kosher, yes. Oh. Whatever butter, whatever the non-kosher butter is. It's like, oh, this was blessed. No, thanks. Yeah, no, thanks. I'm not, not about that. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't listen to the new Kanye, but I did read the lyrics on it. And uh, Kanye dropping his fucking worst bars ever, so... I haven't listened to new Kanye since it was old Kanye, so. Yeah. So yeah. next up is Spooky Celluloid. It's your boy. Reviewing it's porn on, Reviewing porn on Maine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hello, Goblin D's Nuts. <laughs> Hi. Lig Matt. <laughs> and John New Metal. <laughs> it's true. You do seem like a Limp Bizkit guy. I kind of like yeah. biscuit. They do kind of go hard. <laughs> Would you rather eat a bag of dicks or eat a dick of bags? Oh, no. I forgot my schizophrenia medicine again. Baba Booey. <laughs> These fuckers playing this out behind the scenes, didn't they? <laughs> They're colluding. It's rigged. It's been rigged from the start. I would say that. It's but then been we... rigged like the election. <laughs> We're going to storm Spooky's house. <laughs> January 6th, guys. Oh, my God, no. Oh. Area 51. <laughs> Let's go. So, uh, thank you, Spooky, for that. I don't got an oh, answer. <laughs> I had a question for the question. Oh, yeah? If we're eating the bag of dicks, is it like the whole bag in one gulp, or is it like one dick at a time? I assume you could eat it one dig at a time. Like, could I, like, you know, like, how do you eat a horse cock? You know, one bite at a time. Yeah, exactly. So, I just, that would be my question. And then also, what kind of foreskin are you shoving bags into? Ooh. Because, <laughs> um, well, shit, I mean, you get a little cheese with that, so. Oh. righty. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is, is Goblin O'Reilly. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Who has the Sorry. smallest who has the smallest wiener of the three of you and why is it that goblin douche? <laughs> All right, so I was half circumcised at birth. The doctor kind of cut it at an angle. <laughs> and then they had to go in and when they were trying to reattach some stuff, the other half just kind of fell off. So uh if you're looking for one one and a half inch on a good day, <laughs> hit me up. My socials will be somewhere. Hell yeah. In the comments. Probably not, probably not in public. Like, I won't have a social life after this, but. <laughs> <laughs> like, the joys of being Michael Jackson's kid blanket, you know? Oh, fuck. Blanket. <laughs> Dude's cutting through the fucking ceiling. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> and, oh, the, and the next is uh, it's Bones. It's Cemetery Bros. <laughs> hey, my homie. When we all having an orgy? <laughs> also, now that every member of QVC has cock shots in movies, we need John and Matt to join the indie horror cock cult. <laughs> <laughs> so, number one, orgy, uh, Cinema Wasteland in October, Strongsville, Ohio. Mm. <laughs> gang, gang. <laughs> gang, gang. <laughs> And then, if you want to see my cock, you can order the Flesh and Blood collection from New Film Order. So when are we oh, seeing yeah. y'all's? You ain't seeing it. I'm sorry. I ain't showing my cock on camera. I got tits out for something that I'm working on, but that's about the closest you're getting. Not even like a talk Buffalo Bill scene? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
I would pay for a good buy horses video for me. <laughs> <laughs> it would be kind of funny. I won't lie. Y'all would be like, please don't, please don't share this to anybody else. <laughs> yeah. But a my existential crisis for just taking my shirt off or something I've been working on was was it was extreme. <laughs> like sitting to people like, does this look terrible? Should I do this? This is the we work on the other night. You had a fucking existential crisis on how to start it. <laughs> That's true. I did. I am fucked up. <laughs> We are all mentally ill here. We got one more question. (laughs) (laughs) I believe this is a new listener or a new questionnaire. I did share this shit, so I'm pretty sure there's just random people coming. (laughs) 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 That would make some of these questions. Some of these are actually really good questions. Some of these are a bit odd. I will say Uh, this is typical, typical X hunk. Hmm. Do you have any recommendations for low budget slash indie thrillers? Thanks. That's one of their questions. Uh, pieces of talent. Yeah, pieces pieces of talent. Um, Adrogenum. Yeah. Oh, that movie's really fucking good. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like a love story. Then they're like, and here's some mafia transgender shit. And it's yeah. just like it's so beautifully told. So. Yep. I love that fucking movie. I got it for like a dollar at Grindhouse Video. I uh, when I went to, the first Wasteland I ever went to was actually in 2015, and it was when um, Beneath the Underground was really popular, you know, blowing up and shit. Mm-hmm. And they would do a secret movie screening in the one of the hotel rooms where, like, if you remember, like, you just messaged like, "Hey, I'm at Wasteland." They would give you the password, and you'd have to like meet at this specific door and shit. It was all secretive. And the movie I saw that year was Androgynum, and it was like in this hotel room full of people, like all on edibles. We had like smoked outside beforehand. And just drinking and shit. It was so amazing. So I'd say Androgynum just for nostalgia, but it is a good fucking movie. It really is. I, I highly recommend that one as well. When it comes to like, uh, like low budget thrillers, I will recommend something that I talked about a little, a little bit earlier. And though I would say it's definitely a little bit more within like the realm of like horror than just the thriller, but the Hornets thing and the hell, hell it caused. Mm. Yeah, that's a really good one too. Yes. I liked all those Trumple Shack movies. I thought they're all pretty damn good. Mm, yeah. Off uh, topic, but is Mills up to anything? Because I haven't seen anything from him in a while. Is I, I, not really. Huh? That's yeah. a bummer. Because like Snuff It, her name was Torment, Apple Cart, like all that shit. Like he was just, it was fun indie shit. He was doing yeah. good. Come yeah, back. I, I think if you're listening, which you probably aren't, come back. I know he did one. Uh, it's been a minute at this point now. R.I.P. That that was actually really good. Jeff yeah. Bridges? No. <laughs> no. Mr. Parka, even better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dang. Dude, I knew Parka for so long just from, like, Bones and Christian and shit, and then I randomly watched Headless, and I was like, oh, son of a bitch! Yeah. Because I had, like, watched Headless so many times because I was, again, one of the first, like, extreme horror movies I picked up as well with, like, August Underground when I started getting into it. And then it was, like, years later when I, like, met Parka and all that and shit. And then finally watching it again, I was like, Wait a minute. That's that guy. Yeah, I was like, I could have complimented him this whole time on that. That's the crazy What's thing. The, I was like, you're that piece show, of shit yeah. rock star. Yeah. Like, like I didn't even know. recognize him because he has like the super long hair and the mustache mm-hmm. that you know he's known for, but like I just it did not click for me. And I was like, oh shit, I fucking loved you in that. Yeah. What's like, like I'm oh, sorry, oh, sorry, John. No, I was just going to say, I've been following him online. You guys like... sound more Midwestern than me. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I've been following Mr. Parker since like 07, 08 on YouTube. Yeah. Like back in the old VHS days. So it's like having him on the show, I was like, this is so fucking surreal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's awesome. I love Mr. Parker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
We talked about the uh, the Rain Man movies recently. <laughs> Hell Dude, yeah! Those I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a, a just, um, just Rape Man two made me cry. <laughs> when the little girl when the little girl that oh sorry, uh, when something happens that's very sad, I was <laughs> legitimately and I was like, why am I tearing up to a fucking movie called Rape Man? <laughs> Man, I'll be honest. Like, I watched Rape Man One and was like, you know, that was actually pretty fucking good. It was so good. Like, I did not expect it because, like, of course, with the premise and shit, and of course, you know, with my history of knowing Japanese movies, I'm like, oh, I know what this is gonna be. And I'm like, this is like more trauma than anything. Like, it it's really just kind of yeah. goofy but heartfelt. But like, yeah, uncle. Well, it's um, it's it's like uh, we were talking about uh, watching Headless and been like, wait, that's fucking Mr. Parker. Same thing happened to me when I was watching the Hornets thing, the Helicopter. I was like. What the fuck? Is that Mr. Parker? I was like, what the um, fuck? I was like watching Cat Sick Blues and just Tanner popping up randomly. Yeah. Yeah. The opposite happened for us because yeah. we had watched it first and we we're like, that guy was really fucking funny. Yeah. And then years later, we found out about his channel. We we're like, dude, this guy's fucking hilarious. You're like, oh, that's why. He's, it's literally because he does this. Yeah, yeah. I just like, oh, that bitch is definitely getting raped. <laughs> like, oh my god, he's so good. It's like five, like ten seconds, but it's so good. That movie's so fucking good too. Yeah, we just reviewed it on uh, Quality Violent Cinema. Fucking love it. Dave Jackson's a really good guy too. So, have you guys seen uh, Man Dog Man? No, it's a short. It's a short. It has some of the same people as um cat sick blues but you should definitely check it out if you're able to i think it's you know up on the plex we all share <laughs> ah. <laughs> um they go on to ask could you objectively view adolf hitler as an artist if so why and explain damn it i know exactly who this is <laughs> <laughs> this is one of my really good friends and i i told her i was doing this and i was like ask a question if you want and that was the first one she was like i don't she's like i don't really know about like the whole indie like movie thing and i was like yeah, just ask whatever like if you look through the comments you'll see like cocaine and hookers yeah <laughs> and so that was the question she's like i don't know if i should ask that i was like i don't know that's pretty <laughs> we can, we can talk about it look i didn't even see that like i just saw like in the group chat between us you know spooky and herschel that will probably get canceled for one day but uh well, not if you break it don't break it up we don't have to worry about it <laughs> oh well maybe cut that part out uh anyway <laughs> but, well, a fucking spooky sent a screenshot it was like have fun with this one boys <laughs> I was like, oh, God. It's oh funny God. that this question came up because I saw a meme recently that was like, man, this is truly like people like just not connected to the world. It was that like what girls would do with the time machine versus what guys would do with the time machine. And it was like yeah. what girls would do like talking to Hitler, like you're a great artist. Keep it up. <laughs> and then it was like what guys would do was like, Euronymous, don't answer the door. And I'm like, <laughs> what in the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. I saw my... My favorite, or one of my favorite, one of those, but it's like girls with a time machine. And it's like talking to her grandma. And it's like guys with a time machine, and it's the picture of Goldberg kicking Brett. And it's like duck Brett. <laughs> That's the real choice right there. <laughs> like could could have saved a whole career. <laughs> Speaking of wrestling, for a second, the fucking Hulk Hogan ain't gonna lie, I'm a wreck, brother. Beam you sent. I still oh, use that my shit. God. <laughs> I fucking <laughs> laugh so hard at that shit. I use it all the time still. Big oh, ol' I'm wrecked, brother. <laughs> I, oh, my God. Oh, wait, did I send you the one of um, fucking Hulk Hogan on the Magic School Bus? 
Oh, I don't know if you did. Oh, that one cracked me so hard. It's like the magic school bus. It's like, uh, it's like, oh, Miss Frizzle, is this going to be like a normal field trip? And then the kid behind her is Hulk Hogan's face. <laughs> He's like, with the Hulkster on board? Not today, brother. <laughs> Aggressive wanking noises. <laughs> Fucking, fucking oh. died when I saw that one. Oh, fuck. They also go on to ask, uh, did you also get a headache watching Irreversible? Yeah, yes. You're supposed to, technically. Yeah, you're supposed yeah. to feel horrible watching that movie. Yeah, the, just the sound design alone is specifically meant to make you feel awful, let alone the actions that happen on the screen. Yeah, I yeah, I, I remember John being like, oh, you might get a headache. I got a fucking migraine after watching that movie. I was like, fuck. That's when my, anytime anyone's like, hey, I just put in my new sound system. You want to watch something? I'm like, irreversible. <laughs> oh my God. Let's see, how, let's see how deep this shit really goes. It hits you with the brown note. <laughs> Fire extinguisher brown note. <laughs> oh, like, fuck. oh, damn, we both don't shit at ourselves. <laughs> And lastly, I know this is a mainstream movie, but I would like your in, your interpretation of the movie Mother. Obviously, it's an artistic interpretation. Fuck. Interpretation of a writer and his work. But can you give an objective opinion and explanation on what the fuck that movie was about and why? <laughs> I did not watch it. I so yeah, she said she was gonna ask about mother, and I was like, I'm gonna, I'll add it to the list and watch it. Then I just didn't fucking get to it because as <laughs> yeah. Matt, I did like refresh myself on the movies today by watching them at 1.5 playback speed. So. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> so yeah, I've been, I've been really hella album. busy. I was up until eight in the morning finishing on my newest project, which is wrapped, so I can announce that soon. But yeah, I I ran out of time. <laughs> But Dude, uh, I have I'm, seen Mother, but it's been a long fucking time. <laughs> I just think of fucking Melancholia. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. By Lars von Trier. Oh, oh, Mother, isn't that the fucking Jennifer Lawrence one? Yeah, it's Darren Aronofsky. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's hit or miss for me. Me too. <laughs> I'm like, I love Pi. I love The Wrestler. I don't like Jared Leto. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Like someone's yeah, like, is it Requiem for a Dream? Great. And I'm like, yeah, it's good, but fuck Jared Leto. I, mean, I think I had that almost. Dick. I think I had almost that exact same like reaction like on the episode with Bones. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you did too. <laughs> I was just like, I just don't like you, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I just like the only thing I liked was American Psycho because I got to watch him get brutally killed with an axe. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I did. Yeah. When I was like watching, it, I was trying not to think about that it was Jared Leto because he's a fucking dickhead, but. Especially when you hear about, like, all the memes the and fucking jo- horror stories from Morbius. Yeah. Or fucking Joker when he's like, here's a <sighs> dead fucking animal in a box. <laughs> I'm the Joker. And I'm like, guy, just like, <laughs> fucking calm down. I'm, I get method acting, but, like, don't be fucking stupid about it. <laughs> he opens yeah. a box with a dead bird in it. I'm the Joker, baby. Right, <laughs> dude. It's like it's like. Oh, we're making a biography on Ron Jeremy, so I need to really get into the role. And just... <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you know, like you'd be like, no, that's kind of don't do that. But no, it's fine. Oh god! So no, to he... send fucking condoms to a female actor on set, and it's cool because hey, I'm the Joker, and I'm in character. Yep, dude. Can you imagine eating your fucking like lunchable next to him during that shit? Like. 
<laughs> be a he's so dude. fucking mad. I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to eat. All right, like, calm the fuck down. <laughs> you're trying and to he's... eat on eat on the set of Morbius, and he's like just in a wheelchair, just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, I need you to push me. Like, Fuck, man, dude. I'll beat your ass back to powder, you little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm oh, sorry. If I was, no, I was gonna say, set, yeah. If I was on that yeah, so I haven't set, seen. <laughs> yeah. If I got sit a fucking box with a dead rat in it, and it was like, oh, I'm the Joker, I would have fucking threw something at him. <laughs> just punched <laughs> him out like, the fucking nose. Wait, yeah, like, a sledgehammer to your head. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that is all the questions, though. We've done it. Hey. Hey. Woohoo. I'm sorry about all the vulgar dick and ball talk. <laughs> But again, it's what happens when someone randomly decides <laughs> on one episode. <laughs> and now yeah. people have expectations. <laughs> but uh, if you want to join these lovely people, it's super easy. All you got to do is send a message to sickoncinema at gmail.com or wait to the week of the episode. We are by Wiggle Podcast. We'll post a lovely image that says we are taking questions. You can ask in the comment section below. Now, yes. I got a Pisha. So <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break and we come back. We're talking Eric Stanzi and this is going to be good. Yeah. So. yeah. Scrapbook. We'll be right back here on sick on cinema. I am an American and I killed Americans. I am a human being and I killed human beings and I did it in my society. Drop the gun. Drop the gun. America the Beautiful has become America the Violent. This is the country that produces an attempted murder every three minutes, a murder victim every 20 minutes, 27,000 murders a year, and the number is growing. No one is safe. But when I saw him there that night, he seemed like a, a saint. Every morning when I get up, say, I wish that son of a gun were alive. For the first time ever, anywhere, you can see the true face of the evil that is destroying our country. You will meet the new breed of killer. This broad I kill, this broad I've never seen before. They're veterans, honor students, advocates of law and order. They will cry. Mama. I killed They will laugh. They will tell you why they have to kill. To shock her with a cold metal. And a week later, I murdered my mother. I said, no, it's got to stop. It's got to stop. I just stabbed to death and cut the throat of an innocent young woman. As I'm sitting there with a severed head in my hand, talking to it. Every scream, every cry for help, every image of madness is real. No matter how paralyzing the shock. You're the mother. Know the truth and survive the killing of America. It's okay. Nobody's getting hurt. Just come on in. Well, hey, uh, hey, come on in. You better come on in. Come in, please. Come on in. It's too late now. <laughs> Welcome back here on Single Cinema. <laughs> Gucci gang. <laughs> Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci I kind of fucked with that first album. <laughs> then he made a metal song for some reason. Yeah. 
that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Eric's nope. fancy. <laughs> Wicked Pixel Cinema. Like, I think this is cool to do because I don't think a lot of people talk about Eric Stanzi as much as they should anymore. Definitely he, not. Yeah. Um. So like, we always start with this. Like, what was your all's like introduction to Eric Stanzi? Uh, scrapbook, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, that was because when I was getting into you know the extreme underground cinema, that was kind of one of the ones that kept popping up, and I just came across it and I was like, oh yeah, fuck it, I'll order it, and like I got a signed copy and all <laughs> that. And I watched it and it really blew me away. And then so I was like, all right, well, let's check out some other stuff. So like Ice Under the Sun is fantastic. Savage Harvest we'll talk about and Deadwood Park we'll talk about. And- <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny that you bring up Ice from the Sun because like I like I came to, went to Matt and I was like, oh, we're not doing Savage Harvest for Eric Stanzi. We really should do Savage Harvest. Yeah. And I was under the assumption that we were going to replace Deadwood Park with Savage Harvest and still do Eyes from the Sun. <laughs> and then I look at the poster, I'm like, oh, we're doing Deadwood Park. Okay, that's cool. I mean, I like that movie, but it's just yeah. funny, this weird miscommunication, like, Eyes from the Sun out of the movie, <laughs> out of the episode. It, so it was, last, I think it was yesterday or the day before, but I was talking to Chris uh, from Severed Cinema, and he was like, oh, excited to see you on Sick on Cinema and stuff. He's like, but why Deadwood Park? Like, why not Ice? <laughs> and so I immediately messaged Matt. I was like, hey, just out of curiosity, like I know the poster's made we can't change anything but like just what he's like I think it was actually supposed to be but I put Deadwood Park instead on accident and that's what it is yeah. but I mean to be fair he spelled my last name wrong so <laughs> and I told him like three weeks ago and he's like I'll fix that or whatever the I'll fix that the you know I don't oh, care. Oh, Cause actually I changed the spelling of O'Reilly. That was the original one. And then where basically where the name came from was because I was always nicknamed Goblin in high school. And then I was really hammered one night and watched um I was watching Joe Parra talks with you. And it's the episode where he's giving a church sermon and in the middle of it he just breaks out and he talk, starts talking about this new <laughs> really cool rock song he heard called Bobo O'Reilly by the Who. And so the whole episode <laughs> is just about him listening to it. And I was really hammered and I was like, Bobo O'Reilly. <laughs> goblin (laughs) o'reilly oh my god and so it was o'reilly and then i eventually like after having the name for so long looked up the actual like how to spell it in the song and changed it so you had it correct originally god damn it you 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 have the origin story spelling (laughs) fuck But, I apologize, uh, sir. No, it's all good. But yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I messaged him. I was like, "So why not ice?" From-? He was like, "Oh yeah, so uh, it was supposed to be that." Yeah. <laughs> John well, sent me a message after I sent the graphic over, and he was like, "Are we? Are we supposed to be doing ice from the sun?" I was like, "I have no fucking idea." <laughs> I was like, "Dude, <laughs> like at this point in the show, like we have episodes that we are wanting to do." Yeah. But. Sometimes, like, the movies, we're, we're not 100% sure on what we're doing. <laughs> so it's literally, like, a last minute be like, uh, uh, that one. Yeah. So, It just yeah. got weird to leave Savage Harvest out because it's such an early entry in oh, yeah. Danzy's career. It's literally the first one, like, yeah. the first big one, so. So but it's like, oh, like need... yeah. April <laughs> Fool's, we're not doing Eric Sanzi. It's actually Uwe Boll. <laughs> what'd, you guys think of, what'd you guys think about Postal? <laughs> Uh, uh, something interesting. There might be an episode. <laughs> if you guys yeah. cover Postal, can I please come back on? Please, yeah. please. Postal <laughs> and Rampage, I will be. <laughs> I actually think that's probably the ones that are scheduled for that. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, we'll do 
Blood Rain slash Blubberella, <laughs> and then Postal and uh, Rampage. <laughs> We're also uh, about Alone in the Dark, too. Oh, I don't know about that one, dog. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just the fact that, I mean, technically, Ui is uh, on Earth certified now. He is, is crazy. yeah. crazy. It's crazy. It's wild. But, so what was your guys' first experience? Oh, with Stanzi? Uh, yeah. No, yeah. you're losing your virginity. Yeah. Uh, you know, um... <laughs> I had an uncle. <laughs> I ain't seen oh, him in a no. while. It's funny because, like, the first movie I ever heard about from Eric Stanzi was Deadwood Park because I used to listen to Dead Pit Radio, and they re- they reviewed Deadwood Park, and it sounded cool, but I didn't know where to get it. So forever, it was kind of just this like mythical movie that I didn't know where to find. And then, uh, but the first Eric Stanzi movie I watched was also a Scrapbook, and it was that that wonderful magical day where I watched it. Redneck zombies and slaughter vomit all in one day. Wow. You're like, it man, was, I'm a I'm a changed person, right? Now. It really was kind of like that. It was like by the time Redneck Zombies ended, which was the last one, I was like, that was fucking wild. Like, this, oh my god. This is my whole personality now. Pretty much, yeah. Dude, like all the some... slaughtered vomit dolls in scrapbook. Dude. I've had some wild, like fucking like double or triple features in a day. But that is that might take the cake. Was, I don't know. Yeah, I was on there. <laughs> I had never seen a uh, Marion Dora movie. Your guys' favorite director. Yay! Yeah. And <laughs> and I in one day watched uh, Angels Melancholy, Cannibal, and Voyage to Agatus. You watched oh, two good movies. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Okay, I know Angels Melancholy is your favorite, but like Voyage is really good. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Man, I don't, I don't even know if I got the energy to go on about what he's doing. Eric Stanzi, oh, Matt. Karimbas. Karimbas. It was Scrapbook. I watched yeah. Scrapbook because it was on like a bunch of like disturbing movies list. And I was like, do you have this, John? You're like, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, let me dude. watch that. Also signed. I do too. Also have a signed copy of uh, Scrapbook. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah, it is signed, isn't it? Yep. Yep. By Eric Stanzi himself. I think. I. <laughs> maybe Emily Hack also signed it. I can't remember now. I know. I'm I... like. I'm pretty sure I found out about August Underground and Scrapbook from the same Mr. Ramon 420 video. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Dude, Mr. Ramon yeah. 420. Where it's like the most disturbing in my collection. It was like forever ago, but like August Underground was the one that stuck out. So I think it was that and Scrapbook that I got. That's dude, that's so. Dude. That's a fucking throwback too. I still oh, see dude, him he, on Instagram sometimes. I'm like, hell he yeah, randomly dude. popped up in the QVC Discord, and I was like, oh my god, the man, the myth, the legend, mm-hmm. dude. That's and then so I, I messaged and like I tagged as soon as he joined. I tagged him. I was like, yo, you're the reason I'm here. Like your video when I watched it back in the day, like was really made me take that deep dive. He's like, oh thanks, I appreciated it. You know, I don't, I didn't think you know really affect so many people. I was like, dudes, I talked to so many people about you, and they're like, oh, he's the fucking boss. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like yeah, for me, he's just. So fucking casual about it. He's like, "Yeah, thanks, man." I'm like, "No, you don't realize." Yeah, dude. Like for me, it was Mr. Ramon 420, uh, Mr. Parka, and uh, horrible reviews. I talk about like disturbing shit, and that's what like really piqued my interest in this shit because I was like, "This is something that I really want to see." And then it, it started me on my fucking journey, and now we're here. I hate so. to admit who gave me my start with trauma movies. <laughs> But it was Ooh. also a YouTuber. Oh, oh no. But uh 
it was back when I was like in elementary school and I would watch like DVD collection updates and fucking Sean C. Phillips. Shout out. Cool dude. <laughs> cool dude. Cool dude. And Murph. But uh, he, yeah, one of his like, like up collection updates, he had the, uh, he bought the three disc edition of Poultry Geist. And so like my fucking, that, I went to Best Buy like that day after watching the video and I bought um American Psycho, Point Break, and Poultry Geist. Fuck, Dude, what a triple like feature. Like fifth grade, right? So like fifth grade. God, you're Dude, also younger than me. Insane. I'm, not, I'm 96. I didn't say that when we were talking about Asian movies. But I'm the year of the rat. <laughs> rat. I was born 89. I'm going to be 35. <laughs> I'm old, grizzled, and tired. Dude, like, oh my god. Like, when I realized that, like, Bones was, like, my age or something like yeah. that, like, close to that, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, this is going to be a fun fact that will probably gross out some people, but it's cool. Um, My girlfriend is seven years younger than me, and her fucking ass was just the other day like so what's it like when you're gonna be like 30 and i'm 23 i'm like can you not like just stop all right <laughs> just put me in the old folks home now <laughs> <laughs> fucking spiraling all that shit <laughs> like we oh just worked God. together and then we hung out a little bit and it fucking worked out it's not weird like <laughs> i'm not i'm not fucking marrying my 11 year old stepdaughter like <laughs> oh god <laughs> Come back to America. Is... Come back to America. <laughs> <laughs> you just get. Uh, you, she says that shit. You're like, this is not fucking Chris Hansen. Stop it. <laughs> but uh, oh god, we're gonna, we're gonna start this Eric Stanzi journey with 1994's SOV classic, in my opinion, Savage Harvest. Yes. So, uh, Trying to fix my fucking camera. <laughs> nobody can see that's the important part. Yeah, nobody can see you, man. This is a podcast. <laughs> I know, but driving my, I'm driving myself crazy. I'm sorry. Fuck the audio. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Eric Stanzi came out the gate swinging with a very convoluted <laughs> story. <laughs> Making my job difficult. <laughs> so, we got a group of what I believe are camp counselors, right? And they're getting the, the camp ready for summer if I'm believe i'm correct in that assumption i think yeah. so i can i can read the back of it <laughs> but if it's anything if it's anything like the letterbox description someone was like waxing poetical about the story of, of savage harvest it's insane it, the thing is is like it did, how because it just kind of happens like mm -hmm. it's they figure yeah. everything out the moment they need to. <laughs> it's like the one dude who shows up, hey, demon rocks, and then, uh, all right, guys, bye, and leaves. Like that's, and then immediately the next scene, how do we beat this? Maybe we should go read books. Okay. And like, it's just everything <laughs> so goddamn convenient. <laughs> <laughs> This is like a fucking Lars Van Trier movie, and you don't really understand, and it's <laughs> metaphoric. Like, <laughs> do, okay, do you have the letterbox pulled up by any chance, John? No, but I can. Hang on. Okay, um, I, I want you to at least read the first sentence of it to me. We gotta let me pull it up, damn it. Okay, okay, I know, I know. Because <laughs> I am very curious, because this, <laughs> this looks very familiar. <laughs> this looks very familiar. <laughs> I hate letterbox's search system, by the way. I know. It drives me fucking crazy. 
The agony and death of the Trail of Tears. A Cherokee elder, desperate to aid his people. Demons bursting to our world to destroy the entire tribe. And a great flood that washes the evil into our modern world. <laughs> Dude, okay. So, it is, like, almost the same shit, but just reworded. <laughs> It's like I read that I was like, "What the fuck?" Like and both are very far fast. <laughs> yeah, like here's this determined to atone for the suffering brought upon his people during the Trail of Tears. A Cherokee elder engaged in dark magic to summon an ancient demon entity known as Retlacoob. Like, Shout okay. out Retlacoob. <laughs> <laughs> That's Shout cool, out. but no, this is an SOV movie where the Native American elder is whiter than I am. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the Native American elder met the white man. I'm like, oh, so we're watching the white men now. Well, it's, it's, it's like, like watching a, a fucking John Wayne movie. I'm sitting here like, I'm like, you could easily just describe this as like Evil Dead, but with Native American lore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. That's what I thought of myself. And also, like, just violent or gore effects wise, a bit of bone sickness. Like, I don't know why, but I was mm. feeling very bone sickness vibes from this. It definitely does have, like, kind of like the early Brian Pollen feel to it, too. Even like something like, um, uh, was it Reap of Evil? Was that yeah. the Yeah. 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 So they're, they're at this camp. They're getting everything ready. The, the widest dude, you know. Who just happens to be obsessed with Native American stuff because there's always that one dude. I don't even think it's Native American stuff. I think he just likes collecting rocks. <laughs> <laughs> but my first note for this movie is literally just just says painfully what? <laughs> my first note is I don't trust Jeff. No. <laughs> I think you said that to me too. I, I did. Like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, dude, I, was... I don't know if I trust Jeff. <laughs> and he was like, Who's Jeff? Did you write a com- did you write a question? Yes. <laughs> I, I was so like, good, no, dude. I'm watching the movies. <laughs> but uh <laughs> he comes and he tells everybody the story of what Matt kind of talked about. Out of nowhere. I'm sorry. He just pops <laughs> up with this box of rocks. He's like, let me tell you where you're sitting right now, there's demons and genocide. Anyways, see you guys later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like basically we have these rocks, and each rock um uh, it I has like a marking, rocks. yeah. As the marking of a demon, and if you touch that rock, you will be possessed by the demon that is encapsulated in that rock, and each one is kind of after an animal, which is one of the coolest things about the movie, and one of the things I like about Eric Stanley the most is just the little subtle details he puts into his stuff, like each person that becomes like possessed by the demon they touched, like kind of takes over the mannerisms and characteristics of the animal. Reach. So it's like, I don't know, just little, little touches like that make his shit like really fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, so basically they summon all these demons and they got to figure out a way out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's basically the plot, most yeah. convenient ways possible. <laughs> well, both. Because, like, they'll figure it out and they're like, all right, cool, we figured it out. Let's go back to where the demons are first real quick and then we'll go figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Like, and there's so many times we're like, if we go to the house, we can find the book. But first, let's go check on our demon friends. <laughs> it does play out like a fucking, like almost like an RPG in a way where it's like, like <laughs> we got to go to the thing. house. You know, like <laughs> that's the save point. <laughs> oh, God. 
And as much as I do, like, really love this movie, like, I really love this movie, I think it's great, but, like, the explanation, because the whole thing was like, oh, as long as no one here is, like, part Cherokee or whatever, you don't got to worry about the demons being summoned, and everyone's like, ah, we're all wise as hell, you ain't got to worry about that. <laughs> we're all paid The reasoning as to why it started, even though no one is there as Cherokee, is because one of the chicks was in an accident and got blood that might have been <laughs> from someone with Cherokee. <laughs> I was like, what a fucking stretch that right? is. <laughs> <laughs> like, holy shit, man. Like they said that. I'm like, no, no, come on now. I don't I don't think blood works that way. <laughs> it's kind yeah. of like like it's kind of like Hellraiser in the sense where it was like, oh, it was specifically his brother who actually just bled on the thing that brings him back to like that specifically. <laughs> that one specific yeah. spot too. Like right. right. <laughs> Like, oh, man, if he would have just stayed outside of that door, this would have been a completely different movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, he didn't murder someone in a car. <laughs> Dude, like, it is, it, it is, it is like, it's like, when it comes to, like, blood and blood touching, I don't think it's because a little bit of someone else's blood goes, like, into your body. That means you become partially of their, like... <laughs> fucking heritage i don't think it works that way <laughs> i'm black how i had a blood transfusion yeah <laughs> like the fuck i don't think that's how it works when they said that i'm like 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 eric stanzi's scripts are usually pretty damn solid but in this one instance i was like you I forgot mean, to, didn't you to be fair it is like the first one so he probably you know working it out yeah, it, it just felt like they're like, oh shit, yeah, someone does have to be Cherokee. Uh, 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 you, you got a blood transfusion. <laughs> I was yeah. literally so when he's giving that story, and he's like, the only person who can raise it is someone with Cherokee blood, and then it cuts to Jeff looking suspicious <laughs> as fuck. I was just waiting for him to be like, oh damn, I should probably get back to the reservation now. See you guys later. I also <laughs> uh, look suspicious. I love <sighs> in the movie too that it has almost like the cannibal holocaust, like who's the real monster? Because it's like, and then one of the rock is man and man is the most dangerous animal of them all <laughs> so then it's the, like the chick who's definitely a mechanic accidentally slips and spills a little bit of blood <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it is like with that message it's like okay i i i do get it yeah like yeah, <laughs> you, know? yeah. <laughs> you, you ain't gotta beat me to death with it <laughs> But like outside of like those like little qualms, like this is a fun fucking movie. Dude. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. Like it's it's fun and the with it isn't it only like an like seventy two minutes? It's really yeah. short. It yeah. It goes by really fast, but it's a lot of fun. It doesn't stagnate. It doesn't wait like the other movie we're going to talk about. Uh, it does. <laughs> yeah. No. It's yeah. It's a lot of fun and just the fucking. There's some things that probably weren't supposed to be comedic that definitely came out very comedic. Like when the guy walked up with the rocks, he's like, can I tell you guys a story? And the one chick just looks at him and is like, is this about the Indians? He's like, actually, yes. I was like, you know, really? like, and then they're just like, God damn it. Here comes Gary with his Native American shit again. I'm like, fuck, oh, man. He's dumb as the box. He's holding. He's like, because he's like introduced, like he's sitting there talking to the Jeff character and he's just like, do you know the, the Native Americans used to live? It's like, God damn it. <laughs> it just, I also love the part, though, when he's telling the story where he's like, 
uh, he was like, uh, the elder said to trust the white man, but then he didn't. So he went out and found the demon in the woods and started worshiping Satan. I'm like, whoa, wait, like, did nothing <laughs> yeah. happen in between that? He was like, trust the white man. Oh, they fucked us. Hail Satan. <laughs> Dude, we and John watched this one together. And as soon as Gary pops one screw with that fucking box of rocks, John was like, this guy definitely knows a lot about Native American history. I guarantee it. <laughs> I'm just, but also he's like if you touch the rocks you could get possessed only with Cherokee blood and I'm like well why r- even risk it it's like, yeah, yeah right, why like, you got him out here because what, what would she be Cherokee blood you could hypothetically have like .001% Cherokee blood in you and just set off a fucking apocalypse in this park you could be like you could have like all the Scottish Irish English like blood in your bloodline but there was one dude who fucked a Native American chick probably against her will and now Oof. you're fucked forever because he touched some rocks <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like you're gonna turn into a fucking vulture because you fucking that was the rock. coolest one was the vulture yeah yeah. Like the way she like walks and shit. I was like, damn, that's really fucking cool. When I fell <laughs> scorpion, I was just waiting for someone to fail at a skateboard move. <laughs> Big old ass over feet. Like... <laughs> Pull a Cory Duffel and that's life. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, what a shit. himself in the back of the head. <laughs> God. I fucking love that video. <laughs> oh, I love that recently. I, that and Cataclysmic Abyss are so fucking good. Oh, like Catac- yeah. Cataclysmic was one of my big hype videos before I would go skating back in the day. I would like throw that on, watch Don Nguyen's part or Garrett mm-hmm. Stir, and of course Corey Duffel before he was racist for like ten seconds. Oh, that that was Big Brother's fault. <laughs> <laughs> but hearing him talk, I'm like, all right, yeah, no, I get it. He's a little slow. Like, let's yeah. not. He's, he's not Chad Muska. Like he Muska knew what he was doing when he painted that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I love like it. He, like, sa- he said that. I was like, bye, Supra. Bye, Supra. We're not getting <laughs> sky highs anymore. Thanks, oh, Alex. Enjoy oh, night. There's such a fucking small sect of people who don't get anything that we're talking about right now that I love. And, it. And, and all three of them are on the episode. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, the. <laughs> <laughs> to get back on Eric Stanzi. <laughs> the gore's really good, like surprisingly really good for like yeah. how low budget is. And like oh, Eric Stanzi is always a dude who like in all three of these movies like goes above and beyond his budget. Like it's kind of crazy. Like like to sit there and be like, hey, yeah, for one of my first movies, I'm gonna make this like shot on video movie about demons and Native American like monsters, and there's gonna be tons of gore and a, a literal fucking demon god that comes out at the end of the movie. Right. I'd be like buddy how the fuck you gonna do this like <laughs> and i have one thousand dollars yeah right. i have no money to do any of this not including the tapes we have to buy to make this <laughs> yeah dude it's fucking insane like him and brian paul and they're just like it's like yeah i've got maybe a hundred dollars to my name let's fucking go ape shit <laughs> right. and they do it and they fucking yeah. somehow pull it off it's insane. I just, but like, I mean, we'll be honest. Like, I'll be honest. The demon looks are like 50 50. Yeah. Some <laughs> like, of there's good. like some of the demons look so fucking good, especially with the fangs. But there's the one demon I completely forget his name. Uh, but like, he turns around, it's just straight up like buck teeth that you could buy at one of those like quarter vending machine things where like you turn the knob. I'm like, okay, well, that one could have been a bit better. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, like the one dude is like, I'm a demon from hell. I'll, you know, fucking murder you. The one He's like, I'm looking for my sister. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you know, Rhett Lacoob in general, 
like when he like gets going it's like uh, there, there's a moment where it's clearly just like a head prop and he yeah. looks so fucking goofy that i laugh my ass <laughs> off at it i couldn't help it like his eyes were all like, just like <laughs> but that's one of the things about these like old sov movies is like that adds charm to it oh yeah oh, like yeah. it adds it definitely adds to it more than it detracts like sure it could have looked good but it probably means more because it was goofy mm-hmm. it's more memorable in a sense but I also loved how when they found out that the one elder was worshiping Satan and God was like, fuck your food rocks. They're like, <laughs> they're just like, all right, what should we do? Uh, throw his ass down a well. Yeah. Kill him. Yeah. Like, kill him. There's, and then they're like, oh, this, he could, the well could lead to the river you're on now. Ooh. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm bathing in bed guy, or dead guy juices. Like, the- Dude, I want to give a shout out real fast to fucking Bruce Longo because he reviewed this, and he was like, "He's like, yeah, it's a fun like, you know, monster uh, like like demon slasher film. It's so fucking dark though." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really have a problem with how dark it was. To be honest with you, like, yeah, I, I felt like I could always see. Yeah, like I've seen some SOV movies where it's like y'all should turn the light on. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> and the audio was good for this one. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. when there was like camera cuts where you could tell it was two different conversations that they cut together, uh, or at least two different shots from the same conversation, but they definitely like move the camera. The audio is still very consistent throughout, which you can find a lot of drops in most SOVs. Yep. Yeah. There's definitely some like, oh my God, there's some SOV movies that have some of the worst fucking audio I've ever heard in my life. And we actually might talk about one of them. <laughs> but uh, <it's... laughs> not not the one you're thinking of but no but but i yeah. love how like <laughs> another part that just made me fucking laugh though is when they're the first time the two guys are walking through the woods at night with the flashlight and like you see the demon just squatting there and i just like imagine he was just, like just taking normal demon shit and these dudes walked up and just <laughs> fucked up his old day and, like, i'd be like yeah i'm mad too <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i want some revenge <laughs> like Bro, I'm just taking shit in the woods. Why are you being a dick about it? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. What are you doing? <laughs> and like we we talked about the vulture demon a little bit too, but like I thought it was a really cool part where like the, the main chick like comes up to her and is like, ah oh, damn, you got the vulture. That that sucks. You know, like, yeah. like this is like damn, dude. <laughs> of all and the actually, ones you could have got. <laughs> right. And it was actually a very small part, but I did like it and I wish it were kind of explored on more. But it was like the whole barrier. We're like, mm, yeah. you know, you you just take a step through and it, you're like running through the woods and it's fucking crazy fast paced editing. And then he falls back out and they're like, he's like, what? What's happening? And they're like, oh, it's been like five minutes. Like, it literally is nothing because there's the one chick where like she runs into it. And then they're like, yeah, it was weird. You ran. You were running in front of us and then you immediately turn back around. She's like, I was running through the woods for like three hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a really, really creepy like ideal, yeah. Yeah. Well, there. I watched a movie on Tubi if, like a couple months ago. That was basically the same idea where this girl's sister goes missing in these woods. And so she gets her friends to all go out to look for her. And it turns out there, there's like this barrier that leads to this like alternate world with these fantastical creatures and shit. And it's a horror movie. It was, you know pretty good they could have done a lot more with it but this i i really want more of a story on that mm-hmm. yeah and there's also like of course like stories in like paranormal lore that play on the same shit yeah, yeah so so it's always like super interesting 
that shit like pops up in movies because it's like I, 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 do, I want to explore that idea more but, mm-hmm. but we can just like fall out of reality and I will say that this movie as many dumb moments as it had whereas you know I said like where they're like oh this is how we will solve it but let's go look at it for our friends first <laughs> yeah. they they trump that with the one of the smartest horror movie moves ever where the chainsaw scene when it doesn't start in literally any other fucking movie they'd be like oh no the chainsaw is starting throw it down and run and always yeah. I'm like, it's a blunt object like just fucking beat him with it and, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like yes <laughs> Thank you. Finally, <laughs> yeah. someone gets it. Like, you can still do damage with it. Right. Like, yeah, sure, getting shot sucks, but you can still crack someone over the head if you don't have a bullet. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, ultimately, like, I just, it's just a really great idea, and it's, like, executed pretty damn well for, like, what the means he had. And, yeah, I just fucking highly recommend Savage Harvest to everybody. Oh, absolutely. This was because I hadn't seen this one until I was preparing for this, and it, really blew me away especially being the first one Mm. and the fact that i'm pretty sure anyone before electricity was invented could not defeat the demon sure (laughs) because they just why they're like oh let's shock him to death and i'm like (laughs) someone in like 1879 it's just like well i'm fucked (laughs) these molotovs are doing nothing if only i had a spark or lightning in my hands (laughs) <laughs> fucking Ben Franklin fucking told you so that's how he found that's that's what led to it he was getting hunted by rock demons <laughs> it's like I'm gonna put a key on a kite and see what happens oh, yeah. <laughs> one more thing about this movie before we move on that I really liked is that no one feels safe like the one oh, person yeah. you think is like the hero of the story just gets ripped in half oh, and you're yeah. just like holy shit like well now what you know like <laughs> yeah like it's a movie where like like all of its characters are fucking expendable and they could die any moment or become demons yeah. <laughs> so it's like oh shit yeah that can that can happen um <laughs> but yeah no it was yeah, fucking solid. I gave it a four on Letterboxd if that matters to anyone. Apparently yeah, people look at my reviews for recommendations, so now I have to do better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw your uh your review of it. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's just what I, I was like, this is it was solid as fuck. Honestly, my only problems with it were that I wish it were a bit longer, just so it could explore like the you know the barrier more or some of the other ideas and so there weren't so many scenes where like they're literally like oh no we have this issue all right well we'll solve it in five seconds immediately like without even thinking or discussing they're just like (laughs) how should we stop this well i'm pretty sure there's a book that he has okay cool like it's so fast i wish they would have like like literally my note on it was solid flick wish it were longer and less smart (laughs) (laughs) yeah Because I'm just like, they like it's smart in the sense of like they figure out everything so fucking easily, but Mm -hmm. enacting it takes them like fucking forever to do it. Yeah. Well, it's like when we get to uh, Scrapbook, um, which is, I mean, probably coming up like here in a few seconds, but it's like, (laughs) good segue. (laughs) It's kind of how it works, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But it, like, his writing is so fucking good, though. Like, Mm. he's always like, able to make you second guess everything like, well here's the thing wasn't uh i mean we'll get to it but scrapbook wasn't written by him no it was oh, was it not no, no. he directed oh, it shit. but through the star of scrapbook actually it's his story which is oh. really like i mean 
fuck it. I mean, do you guys just want to jump in the scrapbook? Because we, we kind of get our thoughts on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so to me, uh, scrapbook, I said it's the first Eric Stanzi movie I saw, and I fucking love it. I love scrapbook. It's it's such a good visceral movie, but it's it's known as an Eric Stanzi movie because he directed it. But it's Tommy Biondi's script. Yeah. It's his story. It's and to me, it's kind of. He passed away before it was released, but to me, it's it definitely feels like a passion project for him. Like this was the movie he wanted to make. He wrote it. He starred. He executive produced. You know, and all of that. So I, even though it is an Eric Sanzi movie because he directed it, it's a hundred percent a Tommy movie. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and like you brought up, like Tommy uh, Biondo would you know it's so fucking tragic that he would pass before this movie ever so he never even got to like see it get out into the world yeah like that's just fucking horrible (laughs) it's so sad yeah especially when it like i mean it happens like with musicians or like you know they'll release something or something will get released post (laughs) you know after they die and it turns out being like the biggest thing they've ever did not because of their death but because like of what they actually did with it and you they don't get to reap those benefits or really see the appreciation or love and unfortunately scrapbook does get a lot of love but i do feel like it's forgotten within like the Mm. extreme genre especially against like rape and revenge films you don't see a lot of people talking about it yep it's well known but people don't talk about it yeah it's uh, it's very interesting because like it recently got the you know vinegar syndrome uh partner label treatment and that's really fucking cool but it feels like it got announced. People were like, "Oh fuck yeah, scrapbook!" And then it kind of just went back mm. into which I really like, want to pick that up just because of the special features yeah, in of too. themselves. They have so many interviews and commentaries and shit on that. Like it, it's definitely probably worth picking up without the slipcover. Well, unless you want to spend an extra, you know, thirty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I actually didn't pick up Scrapbook because I was like, it's SOV. I have the DVD. Yeah, I have so. the DVD too, but like, I don't. It's there's some movies where just out of respect, I want to own them on Blu-ray, even if I never watch them on Blu-ray. Yeah, I understand that. Just to say, like, yeah, there's still interest in this. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And and Scrapbook is one of them because it doesn't get the love it should. Yeah, and it's, it's like you're talking about. This is you know essentially like this is Tommy's baby, right? Mm-hmm. He could not have chose a better person to be behind the camera, though, in Eric mm. Stanzi, because Eric, like, the way he's able to shoot stuff is fucking phenomenal. Like, especially for someone who, you know, came from the, the shot on video scene and, you know, he's able to do so much with his, like, camera work and, um, like, he just, he, he knows exactly where to point the camera. Yeah. I see. I, I, I would agree. I agree with you completely, but I thought about it in the opposite sense of like, I wouldn't expect someone who made Savage Harvest to make scrapbook in the idea of like, that would be like to me, if like the director of night of the demons was like, all right, my next movie is Henry portrait of a serial killer. (laughs) Here's like, all right. Like it, you know, it's completely different from what you would expect from it, but it worked out so fucking well. It's interesting too, because like in a way scrapbook is like a logical, like, progression of stanzi if you didn't go from savage harvest straight to scrapbook because like in between he started working with sub rosa studio and like he put out uh like <laughs> movies such as uh what is it uh i spit on your corpse i piss on your grave yeah and stuff like that and mm. 
so like this feels like the like refined version of those ideas where it's like you know he was definitely delving into the extreme underground stuff you know hit or miss <laughs> yeah, yeah and then scrapbook comes along and, and like that's his take of that genre done pretty much perfectly i would say <laughs> yeah no absolutely i i totally fucking thought of something i wanted to say but i completely spaced out on it. <laughs> Yeah, that was on this show. A while. Well, I could, well, I could run down the plot real quick and give you time to think. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. If you want a plot crunch scrapbook for anyone who hasn't seen it, yeah. if you haven't, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, go check it out. Yeah. Um, so essentially, this is a story of two people: uh, Leonard, who is a serial killer who kidnaps women and uh, tortures them and kills them and forces them to write in his scrapbook their story, so that one day he can take it and become famous off of. And Claire is his recent victim who begins to manipulate Leonard through uh, his book by making it seem as though there's something more to it than that. Uh, yeah. And I, the first thing I think of like with this movie is like Emily Hack and uh, Tommy Biondo are a perfect like oh my God, duo. Yeah. They're so, so fucking good together, which actually you explaining the story did remind me of what I wanted to say. Yes. But um, <laughs> that's what that's the one thing I did want to say. It actually it involves the story. But even though this is an extreme film and extreme acts happen and, you know, disgusting, violent, horrible things. But the story still feels like it's first and foremost. Mm-hmm. of yep. the mental illness of this serial killer who wants to be famous so that's why he's doing this and why the story and their relationship their relationship to me like so many so much awful shit happens to this woman and you know she gives it back in return but the relationship is always first and foremost mm-hmm. yeah and how his reactions to it her being in the situation that's it always the vocal to me the you know main point right yeah and like it, the, oh, sorry matt go ahead no 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 go ahead i'm no you go ahead trying to think of what i'm, I'm thinking first. What I no you say. first no, no you first no you first i was gonna say like it's just super interesting because like the film like begins with like this flashback of like Leonard oh my god yeah that's as a so kid fucking, oh just the teddy bear itself yeah, like having a relation with his uh, sister, and is it is it his dad that catches him? That was one it, thing I was. The weird thing is, like, I think it's his dad, but he looks old enough to be the sister's boyfriend. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I was so saying. I'm like, I was a like, confused. I'm like, is that the sister's boyfriend, or? But the way like he acts is like it's his dad. But then, yeah, what does his dad do? Beats the shit out of him. <laughs> oh, just just that. Oh well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> some other things happen. <laughs> Anyways, like... thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> and like, That'd be the worst fucking placement for an ad ever, <laughs> dude. I'm just trying to get big enough on quality violent cinema that I can get sponsored by Bad Dragon. Hell yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I found some like random YouTube videos They're like, hey, shout out today's sponsor, Bad Dragon. I'm like, this is a reality. This is a possibility. Like, <laughs> That's the goal right there. <laughs> this is where I could live. What's well, like we're watching fucking Meat Canyon's like uh channel and we're he was like, yeah, oh, I think that's where I first yeah. saw it was on fucking Meat Canyon. Or no, like, Papa Meat is where Papa I first yeah. saw it. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Shout out Taylor Swift song. It's so fucking good. It is good, yeah. <laughs> I listen to the song itself so much. <laughs> but um My ending play. <laughs> <laughs> but uh fucking like 
like from that, like there's this great moment that I think really like sets a tone for the movie where uh, uh, Claire played by Emily Hack is in this dark room. You don't know where she is, but she keeps hearing this voice tell her that like, Oh, he loves you and you don't know what's going on. And then like you really quickly realize that's like the back of a van. Cause the doors come sliding open and Leonard drags and you see that it's a corpse that has like been completely mutilated. Mm-hmm. So she's like talking to this chick who's dying, and I think that sets the mood of the movie so fucking well. Like that scene, I think is one of my favorite moments in the entire movie. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And like, it's very interesting. Like, this movie's so fucking fascinating to me because, like, I when I first watched this, I was a completely different film fan, and I was like, oh, you know, it's it's all right. And then I rewatched it, you know, a couple years ago, and I was like, yeah, this is, you know, it's a really good fucking serial killer story. It didn't really fucking click until recently because, like, I've become so much more of a film fan than I ever was before. And, like, picking up on the subtle fucking details of everything, because this is not just the story of a serial killer. This is a survivor's tale. This is oh, someone... Absolutely. This is the story of someone being able... Again, I sort of spoiler alert, I don't know... I mean, you kind of know where this is going to go, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> but, like, essentially, like, she's able to manipulate the manipulator into, you know, becoming a, like, a, you know, being subservient to her. And it's so fucking interesting, like, the progression of that throughout the movie. It's, yeah, this movie's fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like, in the way it tells its story. And, like, the, the performances are fucking haunting at times and very fucking real yeah like like when Bold you like as well oh my god and brave. Yeah. like they they really go for it in this movie <laughs> just they, the, even the set design itself yes like <gasps> to me i just the kitchen and the rooms feel so fucking filthy where to, there's very few movies where i feel like i could smell them but the Golden Glove and Scrapbook are two movies where I'm like, you just watch it, you know that's fucking disgusting smell. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and, and like it's not even just the rooms that stink because or that are you know covered in filth, like Tommy like just leaks filth. Yeah, through, oh, like yeah. his words and his actions and even his mannerisms, just the spastic fucking crazy. Like at the very beginning when they're at the table, like and he first tells like this is my scrapbook and like just the way he's acting you're like this is a dude that should be like buried beneath prisons (laughs) yeah oh yeah (laughs) and not just that too like one of the like this the details i picked up on this tom and i think me and john both did it was like not only is this fucking like area dirty and he's just a fucking vile person like His hands are literally dirty. Like he's smoking the cigarette. Mm-hmm. You can see shit all over his fucking hands and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, this is, you know, quite literally like, you know, like incel type shit, right? <laughs> like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's like, an incel top. He's not a romanticized character in the least. Like everything no. about him. Is... He, there's nothing about him. That's an anti-hero. There is exactly. no, like I can support, I can get behind. No, nothing at all. And, yeah. but I do, uh, I do want to pose a question. What do you think smells worse, the kitchen or the trash can after he opened it up? Oh, I don't know. Rusty fucking milk. Dude, that scene, (sighs) very few things kind of make me nauseous, but that one, as soon as she comes out and it's like cottage cheese on her, I'm just like, uh, okay. And like, Uh, yeah. 
like such a fucked up thing too. Like, oh yeah, that that's isn't just like him, pure like, torture. There's or, no yeah. way she's gonna <laughs> die or be really harmed from it. It's literally just for her pun, like torture. It's so fucked up. Like, like the 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 torture stuff is like it almost feels like they had to read like actual like fucking crime books to get this shit because like like normally like in a, like a movie with a serial killer like he just like you know he'll torture him with like by bonding him with rope or something like that in this movie like it's fucking filthy yeah. and everything about it like everything you know Tommy's character what's his uh Leonard right Leonard yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. everything he does is so fucking real mm-hmm. and it's um, yeah it's a hundred percent real when uh he pissed on her it was a hundred percent real and there yeah. it's unsimulated rape scenes like they're mm-hmm. literally having sex i mean not on unsimu- it's not unsimulated rape scenes but it's unsimulated sex to show the rape scenes yeah and like but the yeah. trust they must have had as performers is nuts too because like it doesn't feel like they did any of that to be like oh we're shocking because we're doing something real it yeah. felt like this was an important story to tell and they were willing to go as far as they needed to go to tell that story yeah yeah like every violence and obscene act has a build up and an end goal it's not just sick for the sake of sick mm-hmm. which yeah. is why which is why i say that the relationship is really um like the forefront because the disgusting acts are in in retaliation or you know in cause because of the uh, relationship yeah and like i'm sure there's a lot of people who who may have seen this movie and may have been like oh you know it's just you know blah 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 it's like you're not actually watching the fucking movie Oh yeah, it's no. If you like, go, if you go to Letterbox, it's got like a two point nine, and like crazy. the first three, the first three reviews that come up are like one stars, and it's like, it, but it's 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 the thing people the the thing that people mention is the thing you would expect it to get mentioned for. Of it's oh well, it's just violence against women, and oh well, people like one of the reviews I read was someone gave it a one star and was like. uh Oh, they said it was the best that they could do, but does that mean it's actually good? And like went into like the whole oh well, it's just so like as kind of you said, it's an incel woman hate movie, and it's like not really, because to me, unlike I spit on your grave, where it's like an hour and ten minutes of torture and then fifteen minutes of actual revenge. Her revenge isn't just the acts that she carries out at the ends, but also how she manipulates him and it takes mm-hmm. advantage of him and really controls him, which is to me like the mental torture that she imp- inflicts on him with like, oh, I love you. You can't kill me. I love you. And like he truly believes it is so much worse than, you know, just like, oh, I murdered him. Now I'm free. Ha ha. Like that's more revenge, whereas that's justice. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's like it would have been so easy for them to be like, oh, you know, she she uh, she kills him and gets away, right? right. Like, it'd be so. No, she kill she fucking tortures him and humiliates him. Yeah, and, and the last uh, spoiler alert, but the last you know page in the scrapbook is him being a little fucking just minuscule, minute nothing on a bed, chained, just getting fucked. <laughs> Yeah, and like she she doesn't kill him, she just huh. 
leaves him strapped to the fucking bed with duct tape and just leaves because like yeah. he will it makes die. it so that makes it so there's no way he can get away but that once she makes it to the cops they will find him and he will be punished for it so yeah. not only does she get her revenge she embarrasses him humiliates him but also leaves him alive so he can be re- you know, he could take responsibility for what he did instead of being yeah. like, oh, well, I killed him. Now that's not going to happen anymore. It's like, well, yeah, you killed him. But like he didn't really feel pain or he didn't feel the suffering that you felt. You didn't really inflict that. Whereas in this movie, she really does that. She makes him feel that embarrassment, humiliation, you know, violent pain that he felt. Yeah. Though, I mean, to be fair, a knife to the bottom of the foot sucks, but I, I feel like a bottle would be way worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, too, it's like for anyone that's like kind of seeing the movie as like, it's the same thing of like flashing a grave. You're not really like understanding what the film is trying to say because it's mm. like Emily Hack, first of all, who is amazing in this movie. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, her character is fucking so strong and like, you know, to withstand the thing she does and to still have the the wherewithal to fucking turn it on him is incredible. You know, like yeah. it's her story, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, even in the first scene, like when it opens up and he's giving her the scrapbook, um, she's disoriented, but not in like a damsel in distress way, but of a figuring out like, where am I? What can I do to get out of here? What's going on? Like a more skeptical mind than a, you know, oh no, poor me. Like, oh my gosh. Uh, like you get in a lot of these movies is that from point one, even though she is confused and what's going on and what's happening, you can see it in her eyes and the way she's acting. She's already plotting, like, how do I get out of here? Yep. Exactly. And nothing, too, is, like, I'm sure there there's people who, because I didn't look at their letterbox reviews. I can't bring myself to fucking stomach. I the saw them when I went to rate it after I watched it. Yeah. So I was like, oh, let's but, see what other people think. And then this is just, like, dog well, shit reviews. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was really because when I went to rate it, it was, like, 2.9 stars. I was like, wait a minute. So that's mm-hmm. when I was like, let's see what people say. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like it's this movie is a story of like it's so fucking interesting because like as you said like she's immediately plotting her way out of this and like people could take you know it'd be like oh it's just you know you know them using sex you know her sexuality and shit like that to get out of the situation it's like no you don't fucking get it she is literally taking him back to his like childhood mm-hmm. with the way you know his sister treated him. And using that to manipulate him into being subservient. Like, she is, like, like reading through, like, she reads the scrapbook. She goes through the fucking book and yeah. essentially studies it to know how to fucking get out of the situation. And yeah. even though she goes through hell, she does. Right. She, like, her character is, I'm bumping my fucking score up on this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, this movie is just so fucking smart. And like, and also like the other thing is she plays the fact that he basically his end goal with all of this is I want to be famous. People will remember me. People will know me. And she takes that idea and turns it on him by saying, well, you want your story to be known. Tell me your story. Focus on me to, you know, let me be involved. Tell me. And so that's, she uses that, you know, of like, I'm interested. Tell me to manipulate him mm-hmm. to do the things that they want to do. And so like, so 
but that's why it kind of threw me when you're like oh yeah you know savage harvest and all these things he puts in it's like tommy put all that stuff in himself as well mm, yeah. and oh, yeah. uh if you look at the wicked pixel website uh, i found the page today when i was doing some research but they have actually like a memorial page for tommy and they talk about all of the things he did and he d he worked with eric a lot so yeah. i do feel like he learned a lot of his storytelling from eric because they do both have those deep layers to him instead of just here's your shot on video demon movie blood and tits enjoy yep. like they're both layered even though they're different writers he definitely was under his wing yeah absolutely and yeah this movie's it's fucking genius in so many ways like i i just love the way they execute the fucking like everything in this movie like it's it's definitely fucking fuck you know nihilistic and violent as fuck mm -hmm. it's but, misanthropic like tommy does not give a fuck like when no. he invites the dude in his house he's like yeah come on in just fucking butchers him and throws him in the room like he -hmm. doesn't care what he does as long as he has a story to tell about it yep and it's it's interesting. Like I would compare, like, like it was like real life, like criminals. I would compare him to like a Leonard Lake who did not give a fuck about any of the people he you know tortured and killed, but he wanted his story to be told to the point where he actually documents it. Yeah, in you know, basically like yeah, like basically like he was so self centered that that was the number one his number one weakness mm -hmm. and, and how she was able to overcome was because he was self self so self-centered yeah like he didn't give a fuck it was all about him his story what he did people will respect me and love me and you know all that shit yeah yeah even i'm, I'm right probably right. have to bump up I, I i rated it a four and a half i think mm -hmm. i might have to bump it up to a five with a <laughs> with a with a heart <laughs> yeah. yeah this movie's fucking excellent like just in here talking about it is like mm. fuck man but, like uh, how i mean you've we have all watched a lot of shot on video stuff which this is you know shot on video um but it even a lot of shot on video stuff can come across as cheesy but i cannot think of a single scene in this movie that has that cheesiness no. even with the acting or the dialogue there's not even one line that feels really out of place or doesn't feel like it belongs like and the big th scene that i think of is uh like the cat and mouse game when he's chasing her through the barn that even though it's shot on video and it could come off as super cheesy or wacky or you know slapstick it's very very fucking tense yeah. it's so yeah. tense when he's hunting her and he sees the foot and goes to town like you know yeah it's <laughs> like his character yeah. like he is scary because yeah. Like, yeah. He's, all, he's a little he's a little shit bastard as well but he's also very he, his like delusions of grandeur are so extreme that like he's terrifying that like you don't know how far he's willing to go and what he's going to do you yeah. know like and, and another thing i didn't even think about till right the second but was the fact that they try they attempt not even attempt but like mcguffin him as an anti-hero with the opening scene of like you know him with his sister and yep. all that but then as soon as you meet him you're like no there's no redeeming factor no matter his childhood yeah exactly exactly like yeah. The, yeah. everything he does is out of pure hatred it isn't out of because like oh it's what i know or you know i'm mentally ill because i'm a i was abused but like he's mentally ill yes but he just fucking hates humanity mm -hmm. yeah he's a like Again, like as John said, he's intimidating and show up that because he is, you know, this fucking cold blooded fucking killer. But at the same time, he's just some fucking shithead. 
you yeah, know he's just some dude who lives in a like bum ass house with a barn in the middle of fucking nowhere and yet yeah. he feel he 100 percent feels he's the main character of everything and that's what like does drive me crazy about like you know people who do like glamorize you know killers in real life yeah it's because that's what they wanted <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what they want. And it's like no I mean to be honest, I don't think there's a serial killer that has low self-esteem. No, they're not. all this uh, I'm pretty sure like uh, 99% of serial killers think highly of themselves. <laughs> yeah, they're all narcissistic fuck faces, but um and this guy in, in you know Leonard's character is no fucking different. He's yeah. the exact and that's the you know just the way his character is portrayed, it's like you get his backstory. You get how, you know, his childhood was fucked up. But you don't feel remorse for him because, you know, he's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And you, you and it all comes across that way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you're like... God like, damn, this movie's good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I was going to bring up that, like, like, you know, like, this movie's not going to be for everybody. Like, there's yeah. certain... Oh, you know, 100%. It's, it's, it is a hard watch. And, like, I can get somebody not liking it. And, like, if you don't, that's perfectly fine. But, like, I guess what I'm getting at is, like, I just feel like the movie does deserve respect, though. Like, regardless... Yeah. Of you don't like it, I feel like you have to at least show it some respect for what it accomplished. 100%. Yeah. I was about to say that, too. I was like, you you could think it's the most misogynistic work in the world, but it's fucking well told, at least. Yeah. And yeah. it's done well. And everyone in, you know, a, a part of the movie, like, you know, between, you know, whoever, you know, you know, the actors, you know, you know, Eric, but, you know, behind the camera, fucking, you know, whoever else worked on it they put their whole heart and soul into this fucking project yep. with, you know, Tommy essentially at the fucking head of that. Mm-hmm. Even the sound design, the sound design is just adds another layer of filth to it. Yep. Yeah. And this movie, especially for Sean on video sounds great. Like, Oh yeah. Well, okay. So I did mention it during Savage Harvest, but I did want to mention uh bad audio, but, uh, this is one where it slips in a couple of parts, especially yeah. the opening scene, not the opening scene, but the opening scene of them at the table. Hmm. The van sounds really good. And then out of nowhere after credits roll and they're at the table, sound drops very drastically. But that's literally one of very few moments I recognize it. But that did bother me because that's one mm-hmm. where it's like, all right, have the TV at 12. And then that happens like, all right, turn yeah. it to 32. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that That's definitely. Yeah. I did get that the same thing. <laughs> yeah. But um, all, all, it's really good. And, you know, as we're talking about movies, about serial killers, check out coltcollectibles.com. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, homie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I figured I'd find a cheap plug to put in somewhere. <laughs> It's like he has memorabilia. Feel like scrapbook. Get John Wayne Gacy. (laughs) (laughs) You can buy Dahmer's glasses. It's it's interesting because like we had like a conversation about that because like the way he handles like selling that stuff is so well done because like he does not try to you know overly glamorize you know these people. He's like you know this is you know a piece of history essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually. uh, just the last thing but uh i filthina pig did a collects murderbilia and you know some stuff sometimes but they found a bunch of letters from like prisoners and stuff and they're like oh i'm doing a giveaway only eight slots claim a slot and i claimed a slot and i won and i'm going through this package in the very last fucking letter jared Fogel. 
Oh no! I literally own a letter from the subway or the subway oh, guy. Like, oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> I haven't read it. I haven't opened it or taken it out of the plastic or anything. But I'm just like, oh my god! Like this is in my house. I hope to God I don't get raided for some dumb shit. <laughs> to be like, yeah, we thought you were selling weed, but we actually found this letter. <laughs> like god, I can explain it. that. Be like, okay, it's what a... about your movie collection? I can't explain that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> so, after scrapbook, we're fast forward to 2007. Missing oh, one God. of the good ones and skipping ahead. <laughs> it's all my fault. Because <laughs> someone fucked up the post. <laughs> I fucked it up in so many ways too. I was like, man, it's, I was like, I was like, man, I like this graphic, and then I fucked everything up. <laughs> it's uh, you would have had a better shot of posting it in Braille. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Questions could be questions and concerns could be sent to dot two dot three dot space <laughs> dot two dot. <laughs> oh fuck! I, this is a movie that like I have conflicting feelings on. Same. Uh, and almost a movie that feels like it, it it's two halves. Um, this is Deadwood Park. I'll go ahead and. Uh, break it down so essentially what we have here is we have a guy who's returning to his childhood hometown where his brother was murdered once he gets there he begins to get visions of children ghosts kind of guiding him to uh figure out what happened all those years ago and we learned that like there's more to this town than meets the eye is it you know been there done that kind of story but done very well uh yeah so Without spoiling anything, I didn't really want to get too much into spoilers on this one. Deadwood Park. Not spoiling anything. Too damn long. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was actually talking to Matt about this before we recorded because um, I watched Deadwood Park this morning, actually. And uh, I was like, I, I really do like this movie, but I don't know if the story and the way it's executed justifies it being almost two hours. Yeah. I, like I said, I kind of bum rush because i've already seen savage harvest and i saw um scrapbook i hadn't seen deadwood park and so uh today i was trying to cram for this episode and i watched it on one in a, the 1.5 playback speed and it still felt too damn long <laughs> <laughs> i'm like bro they sound like they're talking like a normal movie like how is the actual audio <laughs> like so so much scenes just drag and i'm still like hyper speed on it <laughs> There, it's man, all it's... my fucking fault. <laughs> well, I still think it's a good movie. We could uh, be talking about psychedelics right now, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, Ice from the Sun. Anyways, I took acid one time. <laughs> oh, it's God. Like, I find the first hour of this movie, which is a tough thing to say, um, to be very slow. Yeah. And like... I know it's supposed to be like a mystery and they're supposed to be solving the mystery and stuff like that. But I feel like a lot of times I, he's not solving the mystery. Yeah, no. He's like, oh, I got a new clue. Let me ponder about this walking montage, looking at a wall montage. Like, <laughs> a lot of times like I feel he, like he's, he, sorry, I, he's just, a lot of times he's not even finding clues. Mm. Like, it's just like, he keeps getting haunted by these ghosts and then like the next scene will happen. You're like, all right, he's gonna go talk to somebody and try to figure something out. He don't fucking do that. Yeah, no. I'm going <laughs> to sit in my bathroom and watch this random hand rise out of the bathtub. <laughs> all right. That was cool. Moving on. I found a I'll Bible say, at a tree. <laughs> I'll say one thing. And 
I'll let you all go off because go off kings. <laughs> no, but, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. But okay, so like the whole intent of him being in the town was never to try to solve the actual fucking mystery. It was the, it was because he was running away from you know fatherhood. Yeah, and I do get that. Yeah. I do. Yeah, it, that does make sense. Is that he's trying to? He's very reluctant to like look into this mystery. Yeah, but at the same time, he's not because he is very much trying to look into this mystery. I mean, it's I true. got that, but I also didn't realize like think he had to be so robotic while expressing it. <laughs> I'm I sorry. Won't. Like, it's a good story. Just cut it shorter and maybe spend more budget on the actors. Uh yeah, that's another thing I'll agree to. I do not think the lead is super strong in this one. Yeah. Or not, not even none of the characters really. Even the woman, like when they're arguing in the barn or whatever, and she like fucking throws the thing. I'm just like, all right, am I watching like Days of Our Lives or some shit? Mm. Like, <laughs> check back oh, next next week for the <laughs> weekly soap. So, anyway, some praise for the movie, Matt. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like I four maybe... four and a half stars was it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I gave it a four. I do think it's good. I think the last half of this movie is super fucking strong. I'll like, be the shitty one. I gave it a two and a half. <laughs> I was just I like, I mean, it was cool. go. Like the, I, it's cool. I like the ideas that were presented, but just because, okay, like that's the one thing I always saw where people are like, well, yeah, it's really long, but it's supposed to be a slow burn. And I'm like, cool. House of the devil did a slow burn in 90 minutes. Let's cut to the fucking chase. Like <laughs> that's the thing. It's just, it is entirely too long because like, like that first half drags and drags. And like I said, there's a ton of time where I'm like, I'm not learning any, I'm not getting any clues. Like this is a mystery. You should be able to solve it with the character. I'm not able to do that because he's not finding any clues that logically, link this murder to someone like yeah. he's just talking about it you know he keeps saying the same thing over and over and over again and then it's the second half they start actually finding clues so it's yeah. like why did that first hour even really like exist <laughs> and also like another thing that slightly bothered me and again i watched it on you know sped up so maybe i missed the dialogue but just the fact that they're like, oh, you know, he's dead. The guy's dead. And yet he's still looking for clues on who the guy is like, how the fuck do you actually know he's dead? Yeah. It's There's kind of like a Zod it's a Zodiac killer thing. Where we're like, oh, no, he's probably dead by now. It's like, but are you 100 percent? Like, <laughs> Right. There's there's a few things with that in this movie. Like there's a like there's the whole thing that like the children were murdered, but the bodies were never found. Yeah. So how do you other than missing children's reports? How do you know they were murdered? Yeah. It could be sex trafficking or, you know, and this, all the it, other things we hate. At times, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we at don't time, support that. <laughs> no. It seems to get confused on that a lot of times, too, because they'll have a flashback and they do find a corpse. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, wait, hang on. Did I thought the bodies were never found. You know, like. Well, okay. Well, with that, like, essentially the, like, sheriff's, like, daughter, like, pressure, pressures him into like draining the lake because like the lake's yeah. like you know yeah like a man-made fucking lake so they like they drain in a body service well i'm talking about the flashback at the uh the music yeah park. yeah oh, when they yeah. keep yeah here's well, my guess... thing if we want a real good story i think we should get deadwood park but directed by the guy who did paradise lost hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
and I, I don't know. I do feel like I'm shitting on this movie pretty harshly because once it does actually get going, I do think there's a lot to really like about it. I think the final act of the film is super fucking strong. Yes, that's why the extra half star on my rate. <laughs> <laughs> like again, to talk about like Eric Stanzi like pushing his budget beyond what it should be able to do. The dude created fucking a World War II reenactment. Oh, that's that blew me away. Yeah. When I when I saw that and that shit started happening, I was like, oh, wait, like, actually, like, what's behind this? Like, yeah, yeah. And, and like, it, like, what drug lord did you get best friends with? <laughs> and it's actually done really well, too. Like, it's shot super good. Like, all the action set pieces work. Like, I don't know. It's it's pretty fucking nutty that he was able to do that. Like, I'm like, how yeah. the hell did this guy pull this off? <laughs> <laughs> just showed up to a, a fucking Civil War reenactment and was like, all right, wear these and just do your normal thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll like, be over there. <laughs> you know, it, I've made some short films. I know you've made some short films, Goblin. Uh, what? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not a director. I just showed up. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> like, to get two people in a room, in one single room, is hard. To get that many people to show up and like, like tend to be at war, I could only imagine how fucking hard it would be to wrangle all those motherfuckers around. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> like that's my biggest fear with filmmaking is like, yeah, I've made some shorts and like, I, there's a bunch of projects I want to do, but also like just imagining myself one day if I had the budget to be like on set with twenty different people, yeah. where I'm like, okay, you you have to do this, and then you you have to move two inches to this side or else it'll fuck up this and all that shit. And I'm just like, man, that seems so fucking stressful. I'd rather just keep making fucking gross pornos with my girlfriend <laughs> yeah i don't know man like all the stuff at the end with with the reveal of who it is i really liked it's just it's just far too long exactly yeah there I'll was definitely a lot of th like there was multiple scenes where like five seconds off here 10 seconds off here here we go, and they would just add up and you're like here we go there mm -hmm. there's the fucking movie but i think with the idea i I don't know the backstory of this movie, but just the way everyone describes it or like, oh, it's an intentionally a slow burn is like he intentionally kind of made it weighed out like that to where it's two hours where you could definitely tell the story in 90 minutes. But it's like pick and choose your battles, man. Yeah, this ain't this ain't one of them. You have a great story. You have great concepts cut down to two hours to an hour and a half and then use that money to get actors and then but I do I I I feel like I'm shitting on it so much when I actually do like it was good but I did have discrepancies with it yeah well it's like Matt yeah. told me there was a review where it was like it's the best adaptation for a Stephen King book that don't exist <laughs> And I do think that's like a pretty accurate <laughs> depiction of the film because like I think a lot of the criticisms could be put on like a lot of Stephen King books where it's just a little too long. Yeah. You know, it's like so it just it still adds up, you know. I think it's a good compliment, but it does add up. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like I feel like with me, maybe like I was just in the perfect mood to watch this because like it was like, yeah, it's a long movie. And in my brain, like, like recently, like I will admit, like I've been trying to watch longer stuff because it's like there's so much that I do want to watch, and I shouldn't let just I, I shouldn't let you know some like uh, run times bother me that much. But yeah, I definitely understand this movie is far too long for its own fucking good, and 
it definitely could have uh, had s- some better people in it, but the fucking atmosphere of this town just drew me into it. Like I, this, I do like, like yeah, yeah, I can get that. I think, like, I guess my number one, like, the why I dislike it most, or like you said, or I don't even fucking remember what you just said. It's been 30 seconds ago. But uh, <laughs> when, when I was researching these movies, uh, Deadwood Park, like, before I watched it, that's all I ever saw was like, it's a slow burn. It's intentionally a throwback to like the seventies satanic panic esque, you know, witch movies and stuff. So I, I went into it knowing it'd be slow and what I thought was slow turned out to be molasses. And I guess that's where my thing was, where I kind of already went in expecting it to be slow. And then was just disappointed that it was way slower. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I guess like for me, like, I didn't really go like into it with a lot of like any expectations. Like I was just like, okay, you know, Eric Stanzi, he he's, he's made really good movies. I will, you know, you know, of course, you know, I'm going to sit down and watch this and give it my, give it my all. And, uh, I knew nothing about like what people were saying about it or anything until afterwards. So I, I had no, like, what's what I'm looking for? Like, there was nothing like persuading my opinion on like w- what the film was going to be. Like, like when it started, I was like, "Oh, this is probably going to be like a slow burn type movie." It is too long though. I, that's the reason why. Like, it does. That's what holds it back for me in a lot of ways. Is that? Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say like slow burn isn't really the problem with the movie. It's the length. Yeah, I like slow burn horror. You know, I like my seventies, like absolutely cool feeling films. If this movie was just a slow burn, it would be way higher rating for me. Absolutely, uh, yeah. It's that it's too long. <laughs> That's the biggest problem with the yeah. movie. <laughs> Basically, can I make a trade of thirty minutes of this movie for the uh, missing hour and a half of uh, Event Horizon, please? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I won't trade you the 30 minutes that should have been cut from this movie. <laughs> yeah, like, I do like the gloomy atmosphere of the movie. Uh, I love, and like I said, I really do love the final act of the film, like, yeah. without spoiling anything, but, like, it becomes, like, this really tragic, gory tale. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. I thought was very interesting. It's just too long. And I know we've said a thousand yeah. times, but it's it just could, what it is. <laughs> it could, like, it could have, de- it could definitely fucking... I had a thought and yeah, it disappeared. Uh, I'm fucking terrible podcast guest guys. Like I warned you. I was like, are you sure you can ask Matt? I messaged like multiple times. Like, you sure you want to do this? Like, are you positive? Well, like you can tell, I, I already said it, but you can tell a slow burn story, but like, it doesn't have to be like three and a half hours long. This is only two hours, but it, at times it felt there's moments yeah. in the film where they, they like, I get that you're building an atmosphere with him like walking around and I'm just, but I'm just like, damn, he's walking. Damn, he is walking. It's like, like when you watch a movie and there's like a five minute driving montage and you're like, cool. Are we watching the whole fucking trip right now? Yes. (laughs) Shout out violent shit. Oh my God. Violent shit. That's what I, exactly (laughs) what I was thinking of. That and, uh, that and burglar from hell. Oh God! When they're oh, driving and like it'll be outside and it'll be a shot from outside and they're driving by and it's bright daylight and then it'll be inside the car and it's like dark black nighttime outside. 
while they're talking like hey man when are we getting there it's been a minute it's like yeah no shit it's been like 48 hours <laughs> let's move along now yeah I, you know to wrap it up i do think deadwood park is a good movie and i do think you should watch it and seek it out it's just not my favorite that we watched this time around <laughs> you should definitely seek it out but also be prepared for what you're getting into Yep. Because it yep. is a very slow burn, but the payoff is worth it. It is, yep. Yeah. And that's another thing with like I guess the ending sold it for me a lot too. Because the ending of, is like, fantastic, yeah. Yeah. Like the ending is so like it's very sad, but it's also very fucking creepy too. Mm -hmm. Like the way like again, without spoiling it, like the way it's delivered is like I told you all not to fuck around. Yeah. You know? And and you did anyway. This is what you've done. I really I really like the aspect of the film where like without spoiling anything, but like after the reveal happens, we go back to that character again to see like how it all kind of like not ended up there, but like why he kind of went and did what he did, and like you kind of see like oh deep down he was actually like a really good person. Yeah, and it like adds this like layer of like oh shit, you know like that's fucked. That's like fucked. again as <laughs> as Matt mentioned on Savage Harvest is like it's a really good script. Mm -hmm. There's multiple layers to it which carries on to this Eric Sanzi film that there it's a good script with multiple layers. It's just it could have been cut differently. Yep. Yeah. But there's I a lot of agree. there's a lot of good ideas, there's a lot of good things that are executed, but it does get bogged down. Yep. But uh, yeah, I absolutely agree. But this won't be the, this won't be the last time we tackle Eric Stanzi. Oh though. fuck no! Oh. We probably we yeah probably we forgot the good one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like like just out of like an apology when we do Eric Stanzi too, we need to bring you on to do Oz from the Sun. <laughs> just I'll be the one special guest just for that movie in particular. You can have anyone <laughs> else on the episode. You're like and now Ice from the Sun and here's Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Eric Stanzi. I think he's a great director. Kind of yeah. underrated, I would say, of that era of dudes, kind of like Fred Vogel and them, who were kind of yeah. like coming up in that early underground scene. He's not one that's really talked about a ton, and I think he does deserve his time in the sun for sure. Oh, absolutely. Like that, uh, as I said when we talked about Scrapbook, but like it's people know it, but it's not talked about a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you, you talk to anyone about anyone in the scene really about Scrapbook, they've either heard of it or seen it. But when people make their top 10 list or favorites or whatever, it's not talked about a lot. Yeah. So, Eric Sanzi, if you're out there and not Eric Sanzi himself, but if you're out there and you're interested in these movies, I, I give them two thumbs up. Yeah, absolutely. Even though, even if it sounded like I shit on Deadwood Park a lot, I still, still watch it. Yeah. And th that's another thing too, like I want to bring up and it, again, this is not like, like, Oh, you know, this is sponsored by or anything or any bullshit like that. Cause you know, we're, we're, manscaped.com. Yeah. <laughs> Manscaped. Um, but like, that's why I fucking adore what Saturn's core is doing right now. Oh, because, shit, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because they are showcasing, like, because there's so many companies <laughs> doing shot on video stuff, but Saturn's core is doing the gritty fucking, like, we did this because this was the only medium we could have used yeah. to make this. Yeah. It's like, not everything Besides they wait. put out. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Not everything they put out is good. Yeah. But, like, they've done Shattered Dead. Uh, yeah. 16 Tongues, At Dawn They Sleep, Scrapbook, Savage Harvest. I recently watched Sinestro. 
Finestre. That movie fucking is so good. <laughs> yeah. I recently watched one called Damn Elvis, The Daughter of Elvis, that I thought was a weirdo fucking like art movie that was really good. So like yeah. even like even like I know John's gonna fucking roll his eyes, but like even like Red Lips because I did rewatch uh, it. <laughs> I did rewatch it. Is it, that Saturn's core? Yeah. Fuck! I thought that was culture shock. Damn it. No. That's See, I found core. out about Saturn's core when the scrapbook, uh, scrapbook announcement was made, and I kind of I saw their Instagram page and I looked through it and I was like, oh shit! Like these guys actually been out here like doing this shit for a minute. So yeah, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, what they're doing right now is so fucking cool. It and like, seeing, like when they announced fucking Scrapbook, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, let's fucking go. Because, you yeah. know. It's like, I don't Andy, buy all the releases, but I will always look and see what it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, it's like, when you look at the people, like, they're really spotlighting with their label, besides, besides Wave. Um, <laughs> yeah, Wave's not very good. But it's like, it's all these guys that had so much fucking passion and it's just so cool to fucking see like what these people did like even to an extent like you see like what visual vengeance is doing like they're doing some of those titles too like even though some of them are a little more absurd like slaughter day and like uh necrophiles but oh and and, of course you know the todd sheets movies of course because Todd sheets is one of these fucking Mm -hmm. maniacs that was like i'm gonna fucking do whatever i want by any means necessary and yeah that's why saturn's core so fucking cool because they're just they're taking these movies that some people may have never even heard of and giving them this special fucking treatment that they they absolutely deserve and eric stanzi being one of those people is so awesome to fucking see it's in brian paulin fucking brian paulin oh absolutely i'm sorry brian paulin deserves all the love that's all i wanted to say yeah, he does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many times we got to say on the show, but yeah, he's the goat, man. <laughs> yeah, Brian, like Eric Stanzi and Brian Paulin deserve their fucking flowers because they have been cranking out like some of the best, like you know, shot on video stuff or you know, did you know, early digital stuff, you know, for fucking years now, and no one fucking talks about them and it's not fucking fair because they deserve yeah no fuck fuck all the flowers here's the bouquet you guys get all exactly. the bouquet it's like yeah yeah i, yeah, I fucking love brian paul and i can't wait to talk about his movies again because mm-hmm. fuck he's so yeah. good at what he does oh yeah fetus septic bone sick like oh. just fucking if you if you're what but that's a that's the one thing i do love about brian paulin is they're kind of like overkill when overkill mm. releases a new album you're like you know what to expect it's going to be overkill whereas when you watch a brian paulin movie like you it's going to be a Brian Paulin movie. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's not going to be, you know, he's not going to try, he, he'll try different things, but he's not going to go so outside of his fucking boundary. It's unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. When you, when you see directed by Brian Paulin on the screen, you know exactly what you're getting into. Exactly. And it's like you used overkill. Like I'd even throw in like cannibal corpse, right? Yeah. Can- well, like- yeah. Cause the last album I actually really loved by them was evisceration plague. And recently, yeah. like listening to them, they are that where it's like when you listen to a new Cannibal Corpse album, you're going to get Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. You're not going to get like, oh, Cannibal Corpse trying between the buried and me or some shit. Like, no, <laughs> oh, it's going to be fucking Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> yeah. Like, here's here's brought- uh, here's George, here's, uh, Corpse Grinder on fucking Polyphia. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I uh... hear that. 
Though I will say that Corpse Grinder did guest vocals on a D. Snyder song called "Time to Choose," and it fucking bangs. <laughs> I didn't even know that existed. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, my dad's like the biggest fucking D. Snyder fan, so and he knows, you know, I death metal and all that shit. He makes fun of me for it because he's like, "Oh, they sound like they need a throat lozenge." And uh, but yeah, as soon as D. Snyder did a song with Corpse Grinder, he sent it to me. He's like, "Yo, check this out. Corpse Grinder did a song with D. Snyder." <laughs> It, it fucking fuck- rips. It rips. That's so fucking cool. Um, another one more shot on video movie. I do want to bring up when it comes to like this kind of stuff. And it was not Saturn's Core that did this one. It was actually Agfa and Boiling Skull. But fucking Limbo. Oh yeah, Limbo, Limbo was really cool. What the f- that movie is fucking insane. But I you anyway, up Scary Tales. Scary Tales fucks too, but that, that's a little different. <laughs> Uh, Let's get a Blu-ray sunken heads. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was fun. It was very fun. Mr. Goblin, this has been a blast. We much appreciate you having on. Where can everybody find you? Uh, fuck me. Probably out in public behind an alleyway doing some sketchy shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I'm, I'm on Quality Violent Cinema. Uh, shout out Bones and Christian. I also you know make movies sometimes when i feel like it and all that shit but uh i have a facebook instagram and i never check them so <laughs> <laughs> you can find me i'm like i'm out in the wild you might come across a comment or something but to specifically look for me is just treachery <laughs> <laughs> so good luck with that shit if but, you see a man in public with a ski mask he's either going to rob you and kill you or it's gobble yeah, yeah. So- <laughs> You gotta take, yeah, take a risk. <laughs> I, I'm either gonna, you know, you see a ski mask man in public, he's either gonna rob you or ask to gobble them nuts. So <laughs> <laughs> you got a 50 50 shot there if you're, if you're a gambling person. <laughs> Show me them nuts. I, yeah. I have no clue what we're doing next. Never know. Nope. I already know what we're doing next. What is it? next? Next episode coming up. Uh, we're shooting it in two weeks because we're a bi-weekly podcast. <laughs> Sometimes, uh, dot 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 tm. That's your guys' <laughs> trademark. Bi-weekly <laughs> podcast. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, next episode will be a Dom DeLuise, and we are doing Munchies, Munchie, and Munchie Strikes Back. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh. we'll also have some comments on Cannonball Run. But until Hell then, <laughs> Skateboard Kid. <laughs> We're going to do Dirt Bike Kid and Skateboard back to back. Fuck Christmas story, Dirt Bike Kid, where it's at. <laughs> Hell yeah. But uh, yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you worked today, and uh, last thing I'll say before we sign off, but thank you guys so much for fucking having me on, because I before I started doing podcasting, I wasn't listening to podcasts, and then once I was invited to join QVC, I started adventuring, and one of the first ones I found was Sick on Cinema, and no lie, no joke, no cap, you guys are hands down my favorite fucking podcast wow. to listen to. I've killed so many hours at work, and so it's really fucking, it means so much to me to be on for once because you had bones and so now I'm like yay second best (laughs) (laughs) we're definitely going to have you again thanks for having me guys and I hope to come back soon absolutely you absolutely when we cover munchies hell yes (laughs) (laughs) the munchies trilogy (laughs) I guess to wrap it all up I'm John not Matt 
and I'm gobbling these nuts. That's right. <laughs> and you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film, Sick on Cinema. 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 Gobbling these nuts. <laughs>